Uh, good evening, folks. I'm live with one of the Australians. <laughs> one of the Australians. G'day, folks. G'day, folks. Michael and Doom and Darkness here, bringing you another battle report. We are bringing up the mighty Shootcast Eternals versus the deadly, deadly as ever Gutbusters. Who's going to win, folks? We are here with the Colin and uh, Matthew, the Wild Form Weiss. How are you, folks? I think I accidentally started doing battle reports. What the heck's going on here? <laughs> just, just, Michael, just Michael here, Doom of Darkness here, plugging uh, another wonderful, delicious product here from South Australia. It is Doom Water. We have two to give away on this stream. You'll want to stay tuned. Stay here, folks, because this is going to be a wonderful stream on the Rantcast. Yeah, so stay tuned for how to win <laughs> the delicious uh, bath water, the Doom Water. It's organic, 100%. Organic, delicious doom water. <laughs> it's, it is, uh, <laughs> as I recall, it's it's uh, it's gluten-free, right? There might be some... some... Uh, it, it is uh, gluten-free. Uh, however, uh, I did have a bath. Uh, actually, this was a, a limited edition uh, fresh barrel that was created. I actually put some fried bacon in the water. So uh, it has been kind of... Um, I guess fermenting with the delicious salts that is uh, bacon. So uh, this is unique. Uh, and my, if you can hear that sound, my dog decided to bring uh, his ball, tennis ball in and play right next to my terrain. So I'm going to have to pull that ball out and tell him not to touch my Sydney GT terrain. <laughs> he decided to put his tennis ball right next to uh, this lovely piece of terrain. Oh, man, that, that, that could be real confusing. <laughs> Welcome, everybody. Uh, Rantcast episode eight, I guess. Wow, eight of these things now. Um, and to think I accidentally started doing this. And uh, actually, I'm just going to jump into kind of like, before we get to the city, I'm, that's actually a good springboard into, uh, I actually have AOS coach here, Anthony Magro. Um, part of the but reason I did... Yesterday, you did have Doom. Yesterday, did I did. Yesterday. <laughs> yesterday, I did have Doom, and there was some, there was some straight heat. Uh, on that episode, so if you haven't seen that yet, go check it out on YouTube. Um, no, uh, part of the reason I do this even is is actually a conversation we had a few months ago. Um, man, it seems like it was yesterday, but I met you at, like in person at Adepticon, and then a couple months later, um, you know, I just, I, I, you know, like I was responding to some someone's tweet or something like that about how like I, I felt this dissonance between. Um, you know, all the different parts of myself, because like I keep my writing, I, at the time I was keeping my writing separate from playing video games, keeping it separate from Age of Sigmar. And you're just like, like, you didn't tell me to unite the clans, but the solution I arrived at was like, I needed to kind of unite the tribes within myself. And, uh, and the advice you actually gave me was this burning platform thing is, you know, I needed something to like, keep me moving. Um, so I just wanted to, to say thank you so much for that. Um, like it's been, it's been a very good couple of months for me all because of just that little, like the, just kindness from across the, you know, from the upside down. And it, it sort of helped me get just, just a kind of like a new handle on just this whole internet business and, and even myself. So thank you so much. And, and I'm really, really happy you're on. So no, I, I, pre I appreciate your charity that you are giving me, uh, <laughs> as recipro reciprocity. No, it looked, the work was all yourself. So, um, no, it's great. And I think, uh, part of this discussion we might go into is the fact that, uh, while on Twitter and Instagram and on Facebook and at tournaments, 
we bring the AOS or the Warhammer version of ourselves, but there's this whole other world of family and kids and work and, and our personal life and our relationships and our wellness. And there's so much that happens that we probably don't get a snapshot of. So uh, it was great to get to know you outside of just the Warhammer player that you are. Right, right, and I and I myself like do do a little bit of the persona thing when I'm I'm warhammering, and so it, it just to like actually like connect on a on a personal level, and then then kind of realize like like especially when you get into like the streaming venue and and you you start to make content and stuff like you are the reason that whatever you're making is is personal and resonant, so. So yeah. yeah, and I can see your, your chat's <laughs> awesome. By the way, they're going off. Oh, they're uh, they're popping off here. Yeah, dad, dad dad hammer tells me not to use things with any more than six letters. Uh, <laughs> I've got some. I've got Frank and Tomb King Tristan. God love you, Tristan. Uh, I've got Warsoren. I've got you. Got so much going on. Uh, is the is the uh, Doom water halal? Clearly not. It's bacon. So uh, <laughs> I did. I did have a cheeky joke like 10, 15 years ago when I was at a Chinese restaurant and um, I was ordering a, a pork dish and a lady was clearly not paying attention. I said to her, oh, is, the, is the pork halal? She's like, yeah, yeah, it's halal, halal. I'm like, you're not paying attention. You're yeah. just you're hearing what you want to hear. Yeah, yeah. No, um, speaking of like, we did start a whole hour early. So Tristan's bedtime's in, in like an hour. So he might actually get to watch rather than just drop in, say hi, hi and leave. Uh, I know, but on the flip side, Dad Hammer, who uh, who who works late, he's he's like got, still got sleep in his eye and probably been feeding his new newborn child, so he's got play like vomit all on his shirt. So it's a nice 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 mix, the yin to the yang. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We're representing two demographics simultaneously. Look at that. All right. Um, so you want to talk about some cities real quick, and we'll uh, uh, and then we'll quick, go into our, our yeah yeah quick quick and talk cities quick. Yeah, that's not going to happen. No, no. <laughs> We're not gonna... uh, I don't know if you can see this behind me, but I have my, I think this is third or fourth edition book called The Empire, and I've That's... got every single battle tone behind me. This isn't going to be quick. So I so... am excited. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Thank you so much for that follow there, Mojojo. Um, the, uh, the, that third or fourth edition, that's the book I grew up hating. That's the one with Witch Hunters in it, like OG, right? Like this is the this is my original book. This is the book that I, I I bought when I was a kid. It was probably my second purchase after I bought the Grand Theogonist Volcomar the Grim with my very first paycheck, being a casual assistant, packing a fruit and veg little shop, and uh, my parents told me I had to put in one third of my my income into a savings account or rent to uh to save and that didn't happen because it all went into warhammer and my parents never got that money back but this is my original book uh i've been an empire player since back in the day i am og when it comes to mustaches and i'm looking forward to this book yeah yeah i i've, I've been just shouting constantly that i think this is the most important book of aos 2.0 um i can say that very like i i feel very concrete when i say that like this isn't like a hot take this is this book there's some meta implications but i think that is just completely tertiary not even secondary to what i think this book can do for the game of age of sigmar um we talked on i talked to last cast about how like it bridge it's just this bridge between between worlds that it's it's a you've got the like yeah you've got the old school players which is i think the first, like, sort of obvious bridge is like, yeah, hey, like, Greybeards, come play your old army again now, finally. You can stop 
the keto diet. You don't need to play Ninth Age. You can come play a real game, um, and we're going to support you properly. So there, there's that. But it's actually, and this is something uh, I kind of hadn't realized, but it's also a bridge to like a classical take on fantasy. The thing I love about Age of Sigmar is that it's uh, totally plagiarizing Frank here from chat. It's it's a fantasy game of a fantasy game. It's it's cranked up to eleven, you know. Uh, to quote Spinal Tap, or this is Spinal Tap. So, to have that, like, like someone can walk up to this game and go, this is fantasy I recognize. I know, you know, what men with fancy caps and great swords and cod pieces, like, are. Whereas, you know, you, you see some of the more obscure stuff, you might not quite get what's going on with Age of Sigmar. So I think it's really, really great for that reason. Yeah, no. <laughs> No, agreed. It's um, it's a it's a wonderful book. I remember uh, the transition from fantasy to to Sigma, and the the real struggle that I had was that uh, I really identify as the common man. You know, the the average Joe. When I play Dungeons and Dragons, and I've been playing Dungeons and Dragons now for over twenty years. Human fighter uh, every I'm, time. <laughs> I, 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 well, I'm ninety nine point nine percent of the time a human. I love the fighter. If it's not the fighter, it's something like a rogue, a barbarian. Um, and I, I love that. Non-magic users. The, yeah. Uh, very rarely a magic user, but I love the, the quest to find magic items. Um, maybe a cleric, you know, the, the, the priest and, and all that good stuff. But I, I really like the common man. And I think the one thing that's been really missing in Warhammer Age of Sigmar is the fact that Stormcast have been almost like the average Joe. You know, the, the Stormcast Eternal was the flat battle line that people used to compare all other creatures and units in the game. And for me, it's always been the the generic, whether it's the peasant in Bretonia, whether it's the generic free guild guard in the in the city's book, we need the average Joe mm -hmm. to make those superhuman um, Stormcast feel like superhuman Stormcast. And uh, I'm really excited to see all of those rich armies from the past potentially rebased and, and brought into game. Uh, I'm excited to people who are going to walk into their games workshop and, you know, the likes of the Luke Stones who are going to uh, go buy a Charybdis army. Um, the jet <laughs> right, the, the, you know, the full Charybdis. I've got a friend, Jet, who's super excited about building a uh, a steam tank army. Uh, going the, the Dispossessed Dans who are out there going, you know, finally I can use my dwarves. And they love that Tolkien-esque Lord of the Rings or Dungeons & Dragons fantasy style. And they want to bring that classic element and then put that sigma spin mm -hmm. yeah yeah so you it, it's it's i don't like on, on one hand there's a couple ways you can read it you can read it as like this 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 lazy sort of catch-all thing but i think it, it actually comes from a place of sincerity from games workshop which is why i think we're seeing such a refinement the handful of models i know hit close to home for a lot of people but i think they really they had to trim some fat to show that this isn't just you know like uh, it's, it's, an yeah. it's an olive branch it's an olive yes yes but, but also it's a quick win if i think about commercially as a quick win they've got boxes and boxes and boxes of this old stuff that hasn't been selling who on earth is walking to games workshop saying hello i would like to buy a box of free guild crossbowmen please right because it's not advertised anywhere it's not in the meta no one's running about it no there's no book to support it um so why would someone go buy it? Like this is a great opportunity to, to to clear some stock, but also provide an olive branch, but also potentially bring some new, uh, interesting armies back on the table. I, uh, when I ran Free Guild for two years before taking a small break, and and the 15, 20 years before that with with um the Empire, 
people were excited to see something new, something different. They never played Free Guild or uh, an old army, and I get that same uh, that same feeling playing Dwarves and and the older Elves. Yeah, 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 and um, yeah, yeah. It's just it's it's just, it's just a good look, the Olive Branch take, like you said, and um, I'm excited to see the breadth of armies we're going to see going forward. Like your city's army is going to be your city's army in a very, like, obvious way. Um, and that's going to be different from, from you know, Luke's army, from Grix's army. Like, everyone's going to have their, like, obvious army. And I think that's going to be really good. You're, you're, when you can see someone's personality in the army... And don't get me wrong, there are armies out there in Age of Sigmar that, uh... That you just, like, you pick up and you're like, this is me. Like, the, the IDK player... Like, who just was like, hell yeah, finally fish elves. That person is totally a fish elves person, you know what I'm saying? But then for all yeah. those other people where it's like, like, you you want to infuse your personality into the army. You want to, you know, you take these units because you just, you know, um, I always run Black Knights in my Legion of Nagash army because I just love the skeleton cavalry. When I started playing Army Book Undead OG status... Uh, it was Mounted Whites, I believe is what they were called. Um, random, like, because they were my favorite thing. In fact, I only had one tactic back in the day. It was the biggest blocks of skeletons I could get to tie you up in combat. And back then they had a rule where, like, you had to take a bravery test when you, uh, either when they charged you or when you charged them. I can't remember what it was, if they outnumbered you. So the whole point was to outnumber you and then get you to break so that I could run you down with the cavalry. And, like, that's that was the only trick I had. Um, that and, like some awesome spells <laughs> but yeah you you kind of you mentioned a little bit of a thing when like you're walking when like getting into the army going into a store and and you know no one's asking for the crossbowmen and stuff like that one of the things when i first got into age of sigmar that was really difficult to grasp because i'm a curmudgeon and i like a physical book and a physical thing was making an army without a book it just mm. was so strange to me to just be like oh no you're you're especially with death because death is just gh death or flesh eater courts and I'm just like, um, I don't, like, I don't get it. Like, what's my army now? And so for a long time, I mixed up faction and allegiance and, you know, the terminology. Because, like, without having a physical book, it was just, you're kind of in torpor with, from a planning stage forward. And so it's just, I think there's, now that there's just that, you put it in a book, you make it real for people. Like, it's not just... It, it's not just, like, an olive branch with allegiance abilities in the GHB. It is, like, it's a real step being taken to make this army for everybody. Yeah, and, and, and there's so much there's so much to this um, book. And I think for the first time in a long time, we're going to see people stake their claim in the mortal realms. This is where, um, you know, God bless, for example, the our, our fishmen, um, Deepkin players. But where on earth in the mortal realms is their little patch of the sea? That's a great take. Where where are they? And why why is there the particular models coming out of the sea to raid and and what's the story behind these armies? And I don't think you see a lot of that. There was a really good comment, I think, from one of the measured gaming uh, boys. Uh, I can't remember who said it on Twitter, one of the Australian crew, and they'd said, uh, who still models artifacts on their uh, on their units anymore? Um, you know, am I still the only one or do I still do it? And I thought that's a really interesting point because back in fantasy, what if you, you took an amulet, you would model the amulet. You would, was... if you had a sort of judgment, you would always have a sword on. 
Um, and I think this is a great opportunity for us to start looking at that little patch, whether where the the free city of of whether it's your own narrative, whether it is going to be uh, Hello Hall or it's going to be um, uh, whatever Living City. What's your narrative, and why have your free cities aligning with Sylvaneth, and what are you fighting for? And yeah. I think that narrative is going to really come out. Yeah. So you're telling me like people don't model Archeon's cape onto everybody with a thermal rider cloak right now. I thought that was just well, standard operating procedure. If you're not throwing Archeon's cloak on on a, on like a mega boss on foot, what are you doing with your life? <laughs> well, I did I did launch a failed Kickstarter where I was selling ethereal amulets as models and uh, didn't go very well. Um, so I'm hoping maybe when we go for the version again, people yeah. reconsider modeling. Right, right, right. And we could give away a box on the rant cast or something. <laughs> a box of free ethereal amulets. Ethereal think, amulets, uh, yeah. Yeah, I, th I think Ignax Scales is the thing that people are wanting now. Or maybe the, uh, oh, bloody, what's it called? The, the um, uh, Aetherbrot's Croach. 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 Crutch. Quartz um, brooch. Yeah, the quartz, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. it is a bit of a crutch. But yeah, anyway, I yeah. think, you know, there's a great opportunity for us to, 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 to forge that narrative, but also competitive side of Sigmar. And I think uh, that's something that people have wanted for a while. Uh, the pendulum to swing finally in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then like you're saying with like, it's a physical place. You have a lot of world building that can be in this book. Like now, I know they, they've tried a little bit with uh, Firestorm or whatever, but, you know, uh, attaching it to a thing you 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 play in the game is a lot more important than like an ex esoteric sort of pack of faq rules like to actually make it a, th face it our game is very physical you know um i've got various i've got a tabletop simulator in steam i can play a, a game of twilight imperium if i feel like it you know and nothing is lost you know eight hours of twilight imperium nothing is lost in that in that simulator uh a lot is lost in translation when you take the physicality, when you take the the presence of this game physically out of it, and and mm -hmm. so I think it's very important that you attach rules. You know, this is that that verisimilitude we like to talk about for it seemed like the hot topic like all last year. Um, just you know, seeing it, it works the way it should. The rules seem like how they should, and now you like the place seems like a place. Like even these models are being posed in front of these these modular cityscapes that they that they're selling in boxes now. You know, this is really cool. In my OBR cast, I was talking about how like I didn't think and I haven't read the community article yet cuz I wanted my rant to be fresh hot off the presses. I want you all to get that organic uh <laughs> in the moment impression. Um but I mentioned how like I don't think they're getting army terrain because I think they're really kind of meant to because like you're sieging their cities or you're, you know, like, or they're, they're on the march and it's more about like the city is omnipresent and may, reducing it down to a single piece of terrain, I think undermines it. Unless they get a huge sweet cannon. Like that would have been really cool. Like every arm has a huge sweet cannon. I don't think they are getting anything. <laughs> no huge I, sweet I, cannon. I, I think there's a missed opportunity. Should they not release a terrain piece? I, I think there's a missed opportunity even for something like a, uh, a little, turret or some type of free guild uh, freestanding uh watchtower uh whether it's gonna be an old re-release from a fantasy kit um or something that i can just put down a couple of banners or i could you know slightly tweak it to make my own maybe it's a living city and i get the um the the vine kit uh or kit bash some of my old citadel woods you know that could have been a nice little uh, little another token but i appreciate the book nonetheless mm -hmm. uh i need no terrain piece to win a game all right, so so I, I'm just going to go ahead and assume that you've read the Warhammer community thing a thousand mm -hmm. times. 
Okay. Uh, a few a, a few times, but um, the thing we got to remember is this is out of context. Uh, we know Sam Pearson, who uh, has been definitely one of the lead designers in this book. This is Calvary uh, Man, said, right? Uh, he had the he had the Calvary. T- Pearson's the one who said he really wanted to change how we look at Calvary in Age of Sigma. I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I, yeah I, I, we I, made a lot of memes with him as being him being the the reborn Sigma, but um, <laughs> right, but. But you know, we we we've got on record that the book, the scrolls are going to be rewritten. Some more than others, um, where there's some just a keyword change. Some will significantly change. Just make um, executioners but, explode on unmodified sixes. Fucking fixed. Change that word. Well, that, that could be one of the many things. So looking at some of these rules, it's like it can get you, uh, I guess, salivating for the book. But remember that things are going to change. So uh, there are going to be opportunities. So yes, I have read it, but no, am I? I am not. Uh, planning out my tactics because uh, you can see there are differences just between Firestorm versus um, what is being released. See, and and that would be the worst case scenario is if this is Firestorm 2.0, just like Firestorm was a beta test and then they just released kind of Firestorm again without really thinking about Allegiance abilities and, and going in depth. Because face it, like you look at Allegiance abilities now versus just like plus three movement for, you know, what the tempest eye you know oh, three inch movement yeah. and plus one to save like there's like illusion abilities just do so much more now there's just a lot of them on armies if that you know so like oh to just have the the one thing and i don't think they're gonna do that from what i've 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 skimmed i think they're they're gonna actually well we know we know they're bringing in artifacts we know there's a whole range of things the fact that we've got we've now got a rule that uh an endless spell cast from a free city wizard um, gets to count as if it was cast from the realm. So uh, the Quicksilver Swords, for example, instead of rolling 12 dice for sixes, you know, rolling 15 for sixes. So, um, <laughs> and then you then you, you you put it against a Chaos unit and you're rolling 15 dice going for fives. Yeah, these... uh, and that's a mortal wound. So, um, you know, are we going to see different, you know, introductions of the meta? Are we going to see Life Swarm come in and start healing d6 so we're going to start seeing shackles with a nine inch kind of um range from from each shackle so uh it does bring a different element to the game on top of all of the war scrolls and you see uh jack armstrong for example put up a tweet the other day where i think he had 15 or or 19 demigriffs in a box and said nothing nothing to see here Mm -hmm. uh so (laughs) do we see the old demigriffs of eighth edition which were like a two-up save do we see battle line demigriffs that are just going to be hard as nails? Who knows? Yeah, right, right. And and uh, and uh, was that Warsorn? Like it being mm-hmm. GA order again isn't that isn't that bad because LON is basically GA death. And really, I, I've said it before. Like the LON book, the further we get away from it, I think it's just it just seems like a worse and worse book. But it did right, kind of set the template. It was it was the alpha test for these these books we've seen coming forward, where it's kind of a bunch of stuff. I don't like the term soup book because I feel like people f- think soup is synonymous with homogenous, but like really just bringing some old some legacy stuff into the now. Um, you know, that with Gits, I think is a really great example of what that looks like because you have all the new awesome shit, you know, new models and everything. And then you have, like, Trogoths if you feel like playing with them. And Spider-Fang, you know, hey, we're not going to leave you in the dust behind. So, like, you can still play your Spider-Fang. Like, that, I think, gets is, like, the, like, kind of, like, a great best-case scenario of what this type of book can look like. Um, Skaven would be, like, close to that, except for the, you know, 
people disputing the power level, right? So that would be where yeah they they messed up there. So so I I think cities is is just from everything I've read, I think this is gonna be great. And what you were talking about with that that one ability for spells, I don't want to say it's a meta changer, but it's a meta changer. Like that's the sort of thing where every army is gonna have to be aware of it because the counterplay for that is we're gonna have to we're gonna start seeing people pulling mages back into their army that don't that shouldn't be bringing mages and stuff like that just so that they can unbind wizards sorry um you know because if you can't unbind the anywhere spell portal you're gonna have a bad time you know like things like that where um what is a 15 inch move uh it's a 15 inch move purple sun it becomes a yeah was it gains it gains another like six inches or something like that it yeah, I'm Cra just pulling crazy. up some war scrolls. I'm pulling up some war scrolls now for endless spells. But if you look at some of the some of the endless spells, um, I, I think about um, uh, the Emerald Life Swarm, uh, something that we rarely, rarely, rarely see on the table. You you put that in a realm, and it becomes very viable. It becomes a very attractive offer, especially if you start kind of healing up your your griffins, your steam tanks, your um, you know. There's so many cool monsters in under this book. Um, what could you do? Right, right, yeah. So add, so, storm, add, add some stormcasting as well, and uh, you've got a very competitive, uh, attractive-looking army. Right, right, and the fact that they they said that stormcast are just going to be able to go into a city's army, you know, like you're just going to be able to have your your stormcast, so you can give them that that backbone or the the modern model range that you kind of dig, um, and cover up some weaknesses. But sticking with the this spell take, why it's I think just kind of that on its on its face value is a bit of a meta changer. Um, is you know you're going to have to have wizards and armies that don't belong. But now you're going to make something like corn, which already has some pretty like some free like counters, look a little bit more appealing in matchups against mm -hmm. cities. You know they've they've actually got a a, a, a murder host or whatever that uh, gets a bunch it gets an extra dispel and like they can mortal wound you if if you you know if they roll that eight on their unbind check. It auto unbinds and they they mortal wound you on a D six mortals, like that. Uh, D D D three, I think it is. D three. Um, cause cause I actually did play a game against Doom and Darkness uh, about a month or two ago, and I was playing with my gits with a very heavy endless spell list, and that's literally what happened. Was one there was negatives to cast, two uh, on a natural eight, which I did twice. It did D three mortal wounds, and my grot wizards are really four up. Uh, so four wound models, um, that was popping 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 rocks uh my wizards were dying from itself um to answer andrew yell's question do uh do your wizards buff every single endless spell or is it just certain Ye cities from my understanding it is uh any any endless spell cast from a uh a cities of sigma wizard yeah yeah so it's it's counts, not gonna counts counts as if yeah yeah so it's 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 a you thing it's not, it's not a, a like it's not a global thing so when you're playing that army everybody gets that buff it's it's the benefits it's the city of sigmar's wizards because i mean then well yeah so then like a lord arcanum who comes into your army if they do it right they're going to get the city's tag because of the rule we've seen where like you're supposed to be able to bring sigmar units into your city yeah. cool mm. yeah yeah that's that seems pretty awesome and then like again so corn now looks a little bit more appealing you know fire slayers looks a little bit more appealing uh zench 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 yeah um nagash maybe like who's been like moving away from the table no he's not going to come back because he'll just fucking shoot him off the table <laughs> but but he'll think about it a little bit <laughs> uh, yeah I, I think the uh, and, and the thing that i'm most excited about is 
um, you know, putting my free guild guard on the table and putting down some crossbowmen and some handgunners. And, uh, you know, Slanish can't make me fight last if I shoot it off the board. Right. Uh, pop down some hellbot rocket batteries, you know, shooting off without uh, not requiring line of sight. Or maybe I'm putting my plus three to the range characteristic from uh, an iron wield kind of um, uh, city. Um, We've got like a stand and shoot rule currently um, if you end your charge within three. So uh, and we with a shot before combat. So um, who knows if those rules will still exist in the new world, but know that um, there's a lot of interesting counters in the meta um, within this book. And it's it's such a, I think, uh, I can't remember who put it out on Twitter. I, I saw recently that um, the range itself is only a few units shy of the Stormcast, which is a massive book. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, you can live in this book for a long time and diversify your list uh, very easily and, and and always change with the meta and try new combos. Right. And that and that's one of the things I was I was talking I, I like to talk about is is giving people that like I, I arbitrarily say one year spending one year with your army and being able to like to like gain that next tier of knowledge about your army because at some point you go, okay, now I I have problems now that I've identified for my army. How do I fix that? How do I adjust? And that from that, once you start sort of turning gears on that, you start to gain a really in-depth knowledge of not just your army, but other people's armies, because now you're looking to solve problems. And to actually have a book that allows you to do that for a year is very good. And I this is exactly what this book is going to do. Like, on the other hand, it's going to be a bit of a money sink, though. Like, these these a lot of these models are... are web exclusive games workshop only you're not going to be seeing the deep cut like uh you know sales the and discount yeah at the same time you you know i imagine your your buying sales and your um your ebays are a great place if you're thinking about jumping into this and your price restricted uh i would be on here asap um because there are people who are don't want to go through the task of rebasing their models or maybe you buy a little sonic cleaner and you you know you wash off an old old paint job um but it's a low entry point um if you want to they've released two new getting started boxes i know my local game store um the games cube still has the old box from two years ago um where they released that christmas box set of the the, the free cities so i think there was anvil guard and hammer hall mm-hmm. so um you can get some still pretty discounted models there as well yeah plus the, I, I can see i see like a little internal cities economy forming where like cities players are like, okay, I've been playing with my Iron Ironwell for a little while, but now I want to try out something else. And then like you find the guy who's like tired of like there's something else, and you're swapping models and stuff. I can see this little internal economy within the cities happening, which is actually really kind of funny when you think of it's basically it's basically slavery, isn't it? We're trading trading <laughs> people for people. <laughs> Um, something like that i mean i was gonna go like a little bit different take but yeah i I mean you're 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 you're, it's a trades you know like you're gonna be i I can see like a model like model swaps and this little internal i can see i can see kit bashing swaps i can see uh, i'm a very big fan of the feather in the cap and i love my puffy shirts and if i can find more people who want to share their feathers they're not going to use um you know there's definitely going to be some bits trading that people want to build more iron wheel type things they're looking for more cogs and more more ways to make a more mechanical style and and maybe bringing in yeah go on yeah, or, or like they, they want their Griff Riders, but they want Dwarves riding instead. or You know, so they're gonna you're going to see some of that like, oh yeah, like I'm running this army, this rules, and most of these models, but I'm going to bash them all to be elves. I'm going to bash them all to be dwarves. I'm going to bash them all to look like a D&D party, 
you know, like zoomed out. So you have, you know, this is the I fighter mean, I, unit and stuff. I've, I've had a dream for a long time that I'm very lazy um, in executing this one. But uh, I always wanted to put down, so there was an old Empire Knights unit called Knights of the White Wolf, which were more of a feral, uh, Middenheim kind of, um, uh, you know, cult of Auric. They kind of uh, had gr great war hammers opposed to, you know, the traditional lance and swords. But uh, I always wanted to put them on uh, the big, like the, the big Space Wolf, um, like Thunder Cav. Um, and so as opposed to having like a demigriff, they uh, are riding a big wolf. Um, I've seen people swap oh, yeah, out the, the, the chicken head from the, the, the griff, the griff, um, where am I going? The, uh, the demigriffs and putting the heads of the white lions, I think it is from the, the high off kits. Uh, and they look fantastic. Right. Um, I have a dream that one day I'll get up my ass into gear I, and I will. Convert I my... have a dream. Yeah. <laughs> that no, one no, day. No. <laughs> I have a dream, but this one, this one's a lazy one cause it's a metal model, but I want to convert my, uh, frost Phoenix instead of having like a high off model on there. I want to put the old ice queen, the Kislev, um, sitting up there. So again, a more, uh, free city kind of model as opposed to an elf. Well, um, and and, and talking about the bit swap and these conversions, this is why I say this is the most important book for, for 2.0. And I, I say it from your from an adversarial, like, I'm Nagash all the way, and I hate you, Empire Bastards. But uh, it's the most important book. It's it, This is the outsider objective because of, you're going to, like, I, I do foresee this, this, like, little internal bit swap economy and the, the bringing the hobby to the table and all the ways you're going to see it. Because when you have those three spheres of, of AOS co combined, I think that's when you have the best stuff. And narrative is kind of like a weird outlier because I don't necessarily believe in narrative rules on the table. But like having a narrative for your army, which is what I talked about uh, with Andrew Yells on my uh, you know two two episodes ago. But having a narrative through that army, you want your bear, you want your dwarves on bears. You know that's gonna make me go. Well, why are they on bears when like you you line up again, like you deploy across from me on a tournament? Now I want to know. You know, yeah. Like taking, so I've, I've, I'm, I'm running Sydney GT, and you might see some terrain. And I was talking about my dog near the terrain. Mm -hmm. But one of the in my tournament, one of the things that I'm doing is I'm rewarding a tournament point for people who submit named characters on their army list. Hell yeah! So not just your Alariel uh, the Ever Queens. I'm talking about you have customized and and named your Free Guild General on horse. You put a name to that Amber Wizard. Um, Hell and yeah! I think that is something that uh, is, is truly rewarding when you stake your claim in the mortal realms, wherever it's from, uh, and you bring that to your hobby. Yeah, I'm, I'm stealing that if I ever run a tournament again. I'm, uh, it's just one point. One point, one but, point. yep. Yeah, but just... it's, it's, it's something small, and uh, when, when someone gives me uh, their army list and it has a name of um, uh, a goblin wizard and they've named it something, whether it's from the name generator or they've, they've pulled it from somewhere... Um, Often I'll ask, what's the background behind this? Why have you done this? And some people go as far as they, um, maybe one of their wizards or one of their heroes have slain a model in battle and uh, they've gone on and then customized and, and, and put a, a skull or a, um, uh, a bit um, on that model to, to, to represent the heroic efforts of, um, of that unit. So, so uh, thanks, Andrew Yells, for getting freaking... Uh... Space Lord, uh, uh, that song stuck in my head. You, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Black X, mother, father. Like I can only hear that song now. 
to that tune. Oh my gosh, that's funny. Sorry about that. Um, yeah, so to- I love that. Da- da- Davis Ford said at Nova, my champion was Doris the Saurus. Doris, love the Sa- it. Doris, love it. Doris the Saurus, or like Thesaurus. Is she always like uh, speaking in like synonyms? Like every time like someone like says you're like correcting them with the synonym or something, that would be really funny. Like you, I mentioned. Oh man, here's a deep tangent. Uh, I mentioned something along to some TO. I'm like, if I show up in full like cosplay and like RP my posi- like RP my per- like persona at the table, will I get extra tournament points? It was this for Nova, I think. And they're like, yes. And I'm like, yeah, no, Nova's Nova's the place. I'm actually <laughs> looking at buying the old Renaissance hat with the feather and oh, I'm yeah. thinking about it for CanCon, but it's going to be 40 degrees, which I, I'm sure is like a million degrees in American uh conversion yeah yeah it's, um, it is a it is in fact in uh, 40 degrees australia is 40 is like 4 million american it's 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 it's, it's really hot it's it's unbearable all sweating hot you might as well be um, on the sun it's it's the fucking worst um, well uh, sydney, sydney but, gt last year i had um sam morgan from the dwellers below i think it was he had named all of his uh hag queens i think he had like five hag queens in his list all um african-american gangster rappers like um you know cardi b i'm not i'm not in that kind of field but i remember seeing like missy elliott and i was seeing you know um i don't know i'm i'm, I'm gonna embarrass myself here but you know just <laughs> even that even that's just fun it's just yeah. fun to see all these gangster rappers uh as your hag queens yeah no i i i'm i'm totally showing up dressed like a, either just skeletor or or like a necromancer if i ever go to nova and i'm gonna have like some friend come along dressed like a skeleton and they're gonna move my models for me, and I'm just gonna like sit back and like point and gesture, <laughs> gesture. I did dress up like a necromancer for Sydney Slaughter 2018 um, when I was running my Legion of Night. Uh, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> then I got really hot. Um, yeah, but well, it was a bit. Yeah, like I, I like the thing is, is like the care the persona of a ne- like the lazy necromancer is what I really relish, like super evil and like lazy. Um, like uh, in Diablo 2 all I would I would never fight when I would play Diablo 2 I would just run around and picking up the loot but that's only because I couldn't order my skeletons to pick up the loot for me <laughs> like, like, man oh uh, man what a tangent no so um yeah I just uh, and you said this was going to be a small chat we're now 42 we're, minutes we're not yeah 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 so um one of the big I think one of the big high points of this for everybody is like look at this this complement of battle line. So you've got your, like your Hydras and your Charybdis. You've got steam. Is that a freaking steam tank? I see. It is a steam tank. The, the theory is, is that, um, in the steam tank kit, there is a, uh, a character, um, that you might be able to put, put in the top. And that would be battle line. If your general is a steam tank, mm-hmm. um, or it could be an iron wield thing. Um, but, uh, if you want to have a steam tank as a battle line, good on you. That's right. fucking cool. Yeah, let's go. Well, now you're taking me like now I'm having like flashbacks to like fourth and fifth at uh, it was a fifth at forty k where uh, you had tank squads for IG. It was just like the it was just cancer. It was the worst thing. Um, but I'm I'm liking that I see cold one riders here. I don't know what their what's their name now. They've got a different name. They're they're always cold one riders to me. Um, yeah, let's Drake spawn. I'm sure Drake spawn. Drake spawn. Drake Drake spawn. Yeah, Drake spawn knights. That's what it is, right? Yeah. So that's yeah. cool. Executioners, <laughs> parking. <laughs> You've got a whole range of cool things, and I think you're yeah. gonna see a combination. You know, Warhammer Weekly with two plus tough yesterday um, had a bit of a game around um, guess this around model. the battle line. Yeah, yeah, guess this yeah. model. So I think it's gonna be interesting to see. Uh, you'll have you know some battle line uh, if you are a city, 
some battle line if your general eats blah. So right, uh, Iron Drake. Well, he's always star. Iron Drake's in there. Sweet. Yeah, yeah. So really good range of of stuff you can be. This is where they talk about you can represent represent the storm the Stormcast Eternals. So you're just gonna have like some tools in your army. Um, it'll be pretty sweet. Do we see Stormcast itself kind of a road to see more cities with Stormcast models in it? Do you think? So I've heard a rumor, and I haven't I haven't seen this documented anywhere. It's just a rumor that. Uh, Stormcast it will have a restriction that it's one in four. Um, so not treated as an ally, but you can't have like 90% of your army as a Stormcast. And that's obviously to represent the the eliteness of the Stormcast as opposed to the the generic free people or the, the elves or the Duarden. So I don't know if that's true or not, but... Um... Some sort of limit to, to stop this from being like mostly a Stormcast army with like exactly what you're missing or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's some great, there's some great rules in there, uh, but also it's it's you know it, this is a very narrative driven book, so um, I think the the narrative of Stormcast being the elite heroes of the cities and coming in at the last minute or you know real defenders, um, if they're going to defend a city, they need those um, those those generic battle line to be to be pulling their weight. Oh, yeah, uh, it's, more it, than it, it, they're, they're not the first line of defense. Yeah, it's like the awesome like. Uh... It's like the awesome uh, uh, Malign Portent story with the Beast Claw Raiders and like they're 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 assaulting the the human city and like the Stormcast guys are like, well, we're fucked, and they just kind of like know they're gonna get reforged, and then just the entire city is mowed down, and uh, mm. yeah, so like they're they're just like that that sort of like, well, I mean, kind of like in the lore, like the lightning bolt was thrown down to defend the mortal city, right? And you just get mm-hmm. a contingent of your 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 Stormcast Eternals. It would fix a lot of Stormcast problems, but I'd rather see them fix Stormcast itself, you know, uh, Frank? Yeah. Yeah, look, 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 Stormcast, have they have, they have uh, a book every three months. So, so it's uh, coming. It take, it, yeah, it's the, taken me four years to get a book. Uh, they can wait just a few. Let me have my, my 15 minutes of I agree. fame. I uh, agree. Let me, let me enjoy my book before we get another Stormcast book. I agree. Um, uh, ironically, I think this is the most necessary a new book for them has been. You know, because the other ones are just kind of like to have a new book. And it's like, actually, no, right now is when you actually need one. But uh, bring everybody up. Frank says fifth fifth time the charm. Yeah, maybe the fifth time's the charm. No, just, I mean, bring everybody up. I mean, that's a very important theme, I think, of this this year for releases from Games Workshop is like bring everybody up, bring everyone to the table. Um, And I think that's super important. Uh, They already had their year of record-breaking profits and growth. You know, last year, more than doubled their profits, most of it in the Age of Sigmar sector. Um, bring more people to the table. Bring everybody up. And and then you can work on, you know, making, a, you know, whatever the Fishmen equivalent of Dark Elves and High Elves are, right? Whatever the, you know, the next thing is. <laughs> what's the what's the old saying? Rising tide lifts all boats. So, uh, you know, the, the lifts of uh, the free cities and also the orc clans and, and the ogres um, getting their own books as well. They're going to bring a whole new dynamic and people are going to need to look at their armies a little bit differently to, to re-deal with the cunning ruck that I think a lot of people have forgotten about how hard a cunning ruck is. Um, it's been a while. Um, you're going to start to I've... see other people like the change host and they're going to forget uh, how hard a change host is. And I think... Um, this 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 is going to change the way we look at things. 
Uh, may may put Zench back into uh, the Zench, um, Slanish back into into balance a little bit. Uh, might help, you know, disarm I, those I, daughters of Cain's. So, so I'm I'm worried about, and this is a small tangent. Um, so I, when I was on Vince's show, he didn't think he thought Slanesh were fine, and he doesn't think they're a problem. Uh, kind of like what happened to Nag- uh, to Nagash. You know, DOK are standing there, and they're obviously the bigger problem. And then Nagash just gets fucking smashed in the in essentially a meta change. So rules changed with the with the new GHB to like limit some of the stuff abusive stuff they were doing. And then all the points changed. Plus the meta had already shifted away. Plus there's some new natural predators in the in the in the wild suddenly. And you you don't just take Nagash from like you know S tier army to like 1.5 tier. He dropped like all the way down. Nagash himself is shelved here. Uh, Death March, uh, the Bone Electric slide, as I like to call it. Death March, I think, is still still relatively competitive. It doesn't have all the answers with the activation wars, but a 20 block of Black Knights uh, survive most things activating twice before them and then fully buff, pretty much blow it off the table. So um, there's, there's like, the fear for Slanesh right now is, is this a natural predator, right? Is, is City of Sigmar going to be the natural predator that, like, take some steam out of, or take some wind out of the sails of Slanesh. If so, how much of a natural predator? How much of it are we going to see? And I think with Bone Splitters 2 coming back, you've got a, you've got two natural predators that are essentially entering the entering the fray for Slanesh. Um, so you've got these two natural predators, but how much of them are we going to see? I posit we're going to see a shit ton of cities. I think just like Skaven, a bunch of people have their city's armies just still waiting around. They might even have circle bases already. Maybe they don't. So you're going to see them show up in the meta immediately, just like we saw Skaven. But just like Skaven, you're not going to see the ideal Skaven build right away. You're not going to see people's full experimental cities builds. There's going to be a little... Because they're going to play with what they have first, and then they're going to start tooling. And that's where cities is going to sit for a little while. And if Slanesh is also going to get some points nerfs with this six-month you know, the six months, I call it a patch, the six month patch that's going to come down, the points changes we're supposed to get halfway through. If they overcorrect right there, Slanesh could actually be in a really terrible spot. So I th- I, I'd we like, no? We don't normally get points changes in mid-year. The points change happens at the General's hand. Well, the, the, big, the, the big winner we FAQ. Get, the big get two win- FAQs. Yeah, the two um, FAQs, sorry. Look, we've talked, we've talked for the last nine months of, you know, and, and, and co- constant content creators out there have been saying shooting's coming back, shooting's coming back, shooting's coming back. And it and, didn't really. And, and, and it hasn't yet. Skaven kind of. Skaven kind of. Skaven acolytes, you know, and Skaven is, is quite damaging. Uh, we saw Carriage and Overlords do really well. I think was it CCBB or there was a Canadian tournament. Um, it was the Canhammer one, maybe. Um, but we haven't really seen shooting come back, but in, in next in the next fortnight, we're going to chuck in uh, Cunning Rock. We're going to be chucking in a whole bunch of whether it's the Lead Belcher Ogres coming in the near future. We're going to have so much shooting from the free cities, whether it's the long range um, uh, war machines, whether it's the short range or mid range, you know, handgunners, crossbowmen, um, you know, all the elf and the dwarf shooters. Um, all of a sudden, that two plus um, fight last. Um, you're fighting against a keeper that is either half wounded or or, or could be dead. Um, again, I think about my musicians, my free guild um, handgunners and crossbowmen get to shoot uh, before combat. Yeah, um, in the charge phase. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, at the end of the charge. So that means I've traditionally normally got 30 uh, handgunners and or 30 crossbowmen who 
Um, usually a buffed up, so they're doing about three to hit, three to wound, or two to hit, three to wound, depending if there's a hurricane or things like that. But that that like I've I've, I've dealt with flesh eater courts and a, a charging terror guys who dies before they've swung. Yeah. Um, that's that's the option that is now available to. Um, and I remember playing Legion of Night, and I used to get really frustrated with things like plague monks because. Um, you got to shoot them, but a lot of death doesn't have shooting, and if it is, it's not good. No, we don't have shooting. So, yeah, we don't. We don't so have shooting. Spell, quote unquote, spells is our shooting, but the premium on spells to be shooting or ranged is so much higher than a model like a like an Angor Raider. You know, it's shitty shooting, but with a proper screen, you're gonna whittle down the threats. So, yeah, it's yeah. uh um is this a so is this, so going back to your question, is this gonna be the Apex Predator to Slanesh? No. Uh, is it the apex predator to anybody? No. Is it going to be the utility knife that can always go three and two or four and one at a tournament because it has the tools to handle magic shooting combat, um, has the bodies, has the elite units, can pull in a, a whole pool of great resources from whether Stormcast or within the city itself? Um, I think you have a very flexible and adaptable army. Um, almost like the, uh, the, the Gloom's Black Gits, where it's a very flexible book and you... Uh, you there's, can really do as much as much as little as you want, but it's going to take time. Yeah, there's there's two really strong builds in that in that GSG book, but it took us a while to see them. I bet you there's. I'm just going to arbitrarily throw out four for this book. I think there's going to be four like really strong builds out the gate. We're not going to see them right away, and then we are, and it's just going to be like, oh shit, you know. Um, I don't think the meta should sweat cities because I don't like you said. It's a, uh, it's a very narrative driven book. They are re. I hope as long as they're doing like common sense, like updates to War Scrolls, just bringing them up to to the the new language to a Age of Sigmar two now. You know we we're in a second edition here. Like it's bring all that stuff up to date. You know we've got some language that we've we've been playing with. We've got the the activation wars. As long as they just bring that stuff up to just new language, new rules. Um, I think they're gonna have a ton of tools. But I don't think they're going to be able to do it all with one army, and that's when you're disgusting. Like Skaven, that's and the I, thing. I don't, I don't want. I, I don't want that. I do not want. Um, I don't. My my greatest fear for Age of Sigma over the last four years since I've been a part of the game is that this becomes the arms race that is 40k. And the reason I'm not interested in joining 40k as much as I have a, a beautiful 3,000, 4,000 point sisters of battle that's sitting on the bottom of my shelf, I have not touched it because the meta changed so often that it just becomes an arms race and people are just getting higher and higher and it gets crazy. What I don't want is people b releasing a new book that goes, oh, well, Slanish is broken. We're going to create something even more weird and wacky. Well, that's, that that's the worst way to do overpower it. Overpower Slanish. And it's like, okay, well, now we need to overpower that. And it just becomes this really unenjoyable game. And I think the, the beauty has been is that most armies in Age of Sigma have had a fighting chance since day one, and they still have a fighting chance in the right hands. Yeah, see, uh, I, I we, mean, go ahead. Yeah, finish. We it. laugh at Beast Caller Raiders, but they can still go two, two, two and three, or three and two. Um, they're not, they're not unplayable. And I think there are some 40k factions that become unplayable until the meta changes again, and that's I, what I don't want. I'll, I'll uh, disagree a little bit because, like, you know, Slaves to Darkness exists, and like there are some unplayable you know, little old stuff that barely counts. And Beast Claw Raiders, um, if you're in the wrong store, you're just going to get your ass kicked for one calendar year. You know, like, if you're in the... Like, Joe, the better player than me, has not beat my death army in going on two years now. He's never beaten it with Beast Claw Raiders. 
He beat me when I played Stormcast once. <laughs> but like <laughs> like it's it's like ah oh man. Yeah, so And so, not, and that's not to say that's not to say that every army can win in every situation against every opponent. But will you go will you uh do you have a fighting chance? Yes, you do. Is it an uphill battle in some situations? Yes, it is. Um, you know, and and that's why you're not seeing Beast Claw Raiders, uh, you know, winning any tournaments at the moment. But well, are they unplayable? No, people are still submitting lists and having fun and running well, yeah. their armies, and they're still winning games. Are they winning four games at a tournament? No, no, no. But no. are they still and winning? Yes. My take is that my take is is simply, if I were to refine it, is that polarizing matchups. When your army just has that like you just have like a polarizing win loss like the way beast claw does like you have a lot of opportunities to lose with Be you have a lot more opportunities to lose with beast claw than you do to win and when that becomes a a much higher threshold beyond some other armies that's where it's on it's not yeah. awesome so yeah. um no really i i do think we're kind of this this fat middle meta that we're talking about that that's kind of become the like the hot topic of late i think we're still living in that and we just have a couple outliers. And that's, for the most part, the way I look at it. And I think this game is a success if most armies are 3-2 and two armies with a chance to go 4-1, and one, you know? like, mm -hmm. And then 5-0 oh, if you get lucky and you play out of your mind. That's the sweet four, spot. 4-1 four, four, four and 5-0, and and oh, or even 6-0 and oh, if you're playing at a six-game six tournament, should be based on the people who have, uh, have, have like The really experts, the true... They're, they've honed their craft. They're, they are master's level players. These are people who are practicing on a, a weekly basis, one or two or three games a week. Uh, people who are, are doing lots of list studying. Um, oh, yeah. You know, not not someone who just grabs a whole bunch of Daughters of Cain and pushes them up the table and uh, wins because... Well, like just... a year ago. year ago, Daughters of Cain yeah. was just... That's not where we live right now, right? And that's good. That's where we want to live. We want right. to live in, in this world. Right, right. And so going forward, again, I, I've got a lot of optimism for going forward. There are going to be things that are out of whack just for, from the sheer volume in the release schedule right now for Games Workshop. But I would rather them release all the shit, let people play the game, and then, you know, and then, like, hammer some stuff back into place afterwards, you know? Like, just get us yeah. our stuff. Get us our new stuff. Uh, and while you were kind of talking about, like, what you didn't want to have happen to your army, I don't want that to happen with Bone Reapers. I'm super excited. If they come out and they're the new Slanesh, I'm just gonna, like, be so depressed for, like... No, no, I'm gonna be really, really happy for, like, a few months, but I'm just gonna have this, like this thing on my shoulder that's whispering in my ear every time I'm winning, like, hey, hey, you know that huge nerf's coming soon, right? Hey, hey. You don't want to go into an army yeah. and have that feeling. I think that's one of the worst you... feelings. When when you're when you when you're super excited about something, you get called out for being a bandwagoner or whatever. Because, first off, ev everyone's a bandwagon fan. You start out jumping on a bandwagon at some point in your life. If you stay on it, you're just a fan. And you got to give up people opportunity to stay on the wagon before you just fucking pan them for being a bandwagon fan. Um, so, like, you're going to have that... P if your army is the busted, bent, obviously gross thing, it it that and that just negative experience for, for the player wanting to genuinely play the thing they love or the thing they're interested in, that sort of negative pushback is disgusting to me. Well, that's why I was not concerned... Um with my gloom spike gets leading into the general's handbook 19 is because I think it's a well-balanced book. 
I think the points were gen generously fair. Yeah. I don't think there was anything that was too broken. And moving into it, the biggest impacts were actually the endless spells that I was choosing. I think my characters might have gone up 10 points or gone down 10 points. Otherwise, things didn't really change. And that's, that's, the, that's the world that I would like to live in moving forward. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and uh, like, and I mean, with, with LON, I'm like, I'm, I hope they're smart about this. And then they weren't smart about it. I'm like, oh, like they did that thing where they didn't just hit one thing. They went through and they just hit a bunch of shit in my army. And I'm like, this was unnecessary. Um, and we were already like dropping off. The Nagash build was not the hot build. Um, it was just the obvious build. And even if they had just said, hey, uh, we're nerfing Nagash because he's an iconic character. And we don't think he should see the table as much as he does. I'd been like, cool, awesome. To tell me he was overpowered at that point cost? No. Like, he, the thing that sucks about him, I won't go into it, but basically realm spells. There's no way to... Well, the, the, the Legion of the Gash got the, the triple nerf that uh, Beast Claw Raiders got. KO got that, it, too. The, the, uh, I think I, I mean, Beast Claw got it the worst when you think about... They got meta. the points increase on things like Stonehorns. The meta obviously changed with the scenarios based around more models. Uh -huh. And then you fact that things like the way that you calculate the Stonehorn uh, wound characteristic... That all changed in one yeah, fast swoop. Yeah, Elon yeah. got so, a little or, bit of that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, to, to maybe to close out, you know, this this will be a rant in itself for hours, but, right. you know, to close the, at least my opinion out, I, like I look at what Dadhammer said, Luke Stone um, had said around CanCon, and, you know, Swifthawk agents went 3-0 and o in the first day of CanCon, the world's largest event. And people were watching the Honest Wargamer stream, watching Paul Grixty go 3-0 and o with Swift Talk agents, <laughs> and we're all going, what the F? Paul's one of my club mates. I play him, and I'm still like, what the F? How are you doing this? Play but, out it's that, mind. That, but, but for the last four years, all he's played is Bretonia, Swift Hawk agents, a little bit of Sylvaneth, and I think Wanderers. Maybe he's got one more of the older factions. That's all he's played. He's a master of these armies, and in he he finally gets to apply his craft in a well balanced field, uh, and he went three and zero. So good on him, and that's the world that I live in, and I'd love to continue living in. Uh, but I do recognize that uh, it's it's not. There's obviously going to be strong armies and broken armies. But well, there's there's always going to. I I like to say there's always going to be the big three. I, it a year ago I would have said there's always going to be the big two. Um, you know because. Uh, when I first started, it was basically, it was Clown Car and it was KO were, like, the two, like, dreaded armies. You know, they were just it. Uh, you know, you can always look back at, you know, there was, uh, what was it? Uh, Vanguard, not Vanguard Wing, um, the fucking... Yeah, the War yeah, yeah, Warrior yeah, Brotherhood. Yeah, you yeah. You always wow. have, like, your, you always have your big two. And now there's just, there's so many more armies now that I I've just shifted the number up to the big three. You're always going to have the big three. You're always going to have those, like, those, those, just the big three stuff but as long as the rest of us can live in that comfortable position where you've got a shot with what you break you don't have an auto loss when you walk up to the table for the majority of your matches that's a good place to live you know like you walk up and you go i actually don't have the tools to beat this army um like i played a i played a i, I played one of my lists i walk up to a, a table against slanesh at midwest meltdown and i'm like i do not have the tools to beat this army you know and i and to have that like okay so then the advice becomes play to the objectives, right? Is what I, I tell anybody who's out, outmatched via the army. I say, okay, now play the table. And, like, that would be it. And I'm like, no, 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 I really can't even play the table. Like, it's just, it's fucking over at deployment. The best I could do is deploy. Like, if I deploy backline, I completely concede all the objectives. And I'm pinned in my deployment. 
So I have to play up and I have to hope for the double. And that's a terrible place to, like, I hate that, you know? Like, for that to become your strategy. Playing to your outs is what it's called in Magic the Gathering. You play to your out. Um, playing to your out or playing to the table is is, is what I call an Age of Sigmar. It's like, huh. But I, going forward, I don't think that's going to be the norm. I don't think it is right now. With every book that's essentially come out, um, certainly with AOS 2.0 in mind, I think they all have like a, at least a puncher's chance of having good matchups. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's very, very as long as long as that choice is made at at least submission, and it's not um, you know something that you just don't have a ch- chance to fight with. Like yeah. if I've foregone shooting, for example, because I want to kind of buff up my my wizards, then that's a decision that I've made that hopefully will play off, and in some situations that won't play off. Uh, and I'm okay with that. Um, but yeah, no, I think uh, bringing it back to cities, bringing it back to the more tribes, bringing it back to the orc war clans, I think uh, bringing them we're going to see some old, old, old models coming back that people maybe haven't touched since GBH 17 or 18. I think it's going to create a bit of diversity. I think people uh, maybe from the old world maybe may reconsider uh, rebasing their old models or maybe going out and starting afresh. I am now actually rebuying my models again, despite having years and years and years of, of models, I would like to retry it with the new skills that I have uh, as a painter. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and that comes back to, like, moving it away from tournament talk, and now I've repeated this point, like, three times. But now I'm going to actually, like, the hobby. The hobby potential for this army might be the highest in any. You know, it's 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 just going to be a fat... It's just going to be a fat book to go with the fat middle meta. <laughs> um. <laughs> So we got universal allegiance abilities. So you're going to be, if you're cities, you're going to have your allegiance abilities across the table, like any proper army. Um, and then from there, so this is where your your endless spells thing is pretty pretty busted and awesome. Uh, and you're going to then see some tailored specific allegiance abilities based on your city. And I imagine that's a little bit like Great Phrase in, in Beasts of Chaos or, or um, you know, Enclaves or Temples or something like that. So those are probably going to take that position. Maybe it's going to be based on hero selection, or you give up something. You have to take artifacts from this list instead of that list. Yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. So I, it all the it's hitting all the right notes for me. Every like what I've seen. Uh, do you have anything on like allegiance abilities you'd like to kind of cover or mention? Uh not not quite. Just because there are. They've only started releasing or drip feeding a few of them. I know Tempest Die's been out. I think they put out the Anvil Guard, the Phoenician. Uh, there's a couple of them have been put out so far, and I think there's some interesting ones. I like the 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 three inch range um, addition uh, to the Iron Wield Arsenal that makes those hand gunners who are a 16 inch, 19 inch, or a crossbow, which is 18 into 21. You you which, go from uh, you go from. Basically, it's 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 the difference between getting alphaed and pumping some bullets into somebody before you get alphaed. Like, yeah, yeah okay, I, tur- I remember playing. It turns you into a good counterpunch army. Like, you actually become like full counterpunch. And so- yeah, like I remember my free guild really struggled against. Uh, there was a gentleman called Alistar who uh, is a, uh, a, a awesome player up in Queensland. And at CanCon, um, I just couldn't I couldn't handle him because he was playing that traditional shoot cast eternal with all the the long strikes and the hurricanes, and that range threat was just too great for me. So um, adding plus three range to that to that, or you know plus three range to a volley gun or a um, uh, or the rocket rocket battery doesn't really need it, but um, that really increases that threat. But then at the same time, Tempest Eye gives me plus three to the move and plus one save for the first round. 
um, great for stealing objectives, awesome to, to, to run them up forward and um, have that additional save to uh, mitigate risk. Um, uh, the the Phoenician, I think they get plus one to hit to wound or they re-roll their hits and wounds uh, if, um, if a unit dies that turn. So that really rewards MSU-type builds to have this whole massive vat of like 10-man or 5-man units. So... Um, and then Anvil Guard's got some really interesting ones. I could generate D3 command points, take an extra artifact. Um, oh, so, so that's the best one, the one that generates the command points. Got it. After playing Gloomspike Gits for the last 9 to 12 months, um, I want to reduce the amount of randomness that's happened. Um, it's very hard to play in a tournament when uh, you roll 3D6, sorry, 4D6, and you roll uh, 5. Um so, There's so, only so much, so much planning and and and, and counterplay you can have when the dice fail you. So so by uh, well, but that's what GSG does though. I mean, if they fail you gloriously, then you don't get any of your command points. But when you have the command points, they mitigate all the other randomness. You know, failing mm -hmm. runs. Uh, now with the new command abilities to reroll those ones for shooting or for, or for melee, um, rerolling ones to save. Like they mitigate that randomness when you get the command points. That's what they do. That's what that resource does. And and so that's like a weird sort of point counterpoint to gsg randomness i just want the three not the not the d3 just i'm sick of rolling dice for random goodness <laughs> fair enough just give me the straight three two but yeah no, give, anyway. give, me, give me the two give you the average all right i, I, I have two but okay. either way i think the cities are going to be great um but let's see the restrictions and how you've got to build them out uh, yeah and then what those artifacts are and, and other complementary systems that come with but, it and, and here's a here's a weird take um so i think they've got all the all the stuff it's just all the right stuff like what they when they talk about like pitchers in baseball, like they've got the stuff, which refers to their kit for throwing pitches. They've got all the stuff, and if they're out of whack or they're out of tune, it's written in such a way you can kind of fix it. Like maybe now you don't do battle line if this guy now that battle line is for every one of the city's armies. You know you've got they really just leave, like leave it up to to fixes that can be done really easily with an FAQ as opposed to some of these fixes where you're like okay full on errata now the book doesn't make sense type changes you know like it really is just battle switching battle line if here and there switching uh you know switching what what hero needs to be selected yeah it's just you're going to be able to see some of those those easy modular fixes going forward this book has a lot of life if the rules that i'm seeing that are written intelligently for the current game are just throughout the whole book if every if if what i'm seeing so far is just that's the that's the fulcrum for how they've written this book. I, I think it's really exciting. But now I've got a really important question for you. So it's you're coming up for Midwest meltdown, right? Uh, or was it's it was, very it's very 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 likely. So I have a wedding on the week prior. Okay, okay. So it's Midwest meltdown, and we're going to be on a team for the teams game. So you can't leave me hanging. Are you bringing your glooms by gits, or am I? Is it going to be death and and empire together at last? I think it'll be the cities. Uh, <laughs> so Gloomspite is likely retired next month, maybe. So okay. uh, I have two. I have two tournaments. So I'm running Sydney GT in October. Um, I have two weddings in October, and then at the start of November, I have a teams event, which has 104 players up in Queensland. Two weeks after that, I have a, uh, a traditional 2,000 point um, event. So man, what a I will, I will, I will either run my old free guilds or my old um, models, uh, or I've gone out and bought uh, a whole range of new models. 
40 of these Forge World Swordsmen. I would like to re redo my, my kits. Um, so, I don't know. I might do some testing because CanCon comes up in uh, uh, January. So, uh, I may try some... some uh, some, uh, you're, you're, are you are you can you an empire like the lifelong og empire player does it make your skin crawl to think you might be allied with bone reapers in the bo in the box no i mean you and me at at midwest meltdown uh, <laughs> i mean i mean i mean the story is about the the blood tie not the blood tie the uh, the sacrifice the of tie bones the bones the tie the bones yeah we're coming to extract our toll Maybe, maybe uh, this is the way that we repay our debt. I don't know. Yeah, uh, yeah, we might have to come up with a good narrative. Otherwise, it's like goat men, and uh, I don't know if you want to play with my nah, goats. No, nah, <laughs> we'll stick to death. We'll stick to <laughs> death. Stick to death. Okay, I'll stay on brand. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's been plenty of times where where Nagash and, and in um, the end times, de death they they allied to support the the um the the cities to defend chaos. Oh yeah, uh, we know Nagash doesn't like chaos, so there, there's an ally there somewhere. Yeah, N Nagash and, and Sigmar were one. Well, the one story where he's talking to, um, uh, God damn it, wizard from the old world. What's his name? Uh, gets stabbed with a dagger, and that basically causes the old the uh, the end times. Manfred fucking cuts him, cuts him when he's casting the big spell. Can't Didn't remember. Did he? Did he kill the Grand Theogonist? I can't remember. I'm so bad on end times lore because I didn't play during that time period. So I'm like retroactively catching back up. Um, I've had a mind blank. I'm, I'm out cities. I'm out cities. Yeah, I'm, you're I'm, all cities. I'm, okay, I'm, no, no. Well, Luke's, I'm, Luke's I'm, right I'm, there. He's right, right there. He can yeah, solve yeah, this. Luke can step up finally. But no, um, <laughs> the um, no. So Naga Balthazar Gelt. That's right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like basically, Sigmar's talking to might be Balthazar Gelt. And to be honest with you, I didn't actually want to admit it because I'm rebuilding a Balthazar guilt and i just didn't want to admit it because uh i don't want him to die pretend he didn't die fair enough but no they're, they're basically sort of talking about like you know sigmar and, and he's like weren't you once friends with nagash and he just and like sigmar just like looks at the sunset and he's like super sad he's like yes we were once bros <laughs> like it's like so like there's that like it's still kind of i think that love is still kind of there you know because Sigmar is basically Zeus and and Nagash is Hades, you know, like it, they're they're brothers, but they, you know, they're just not on the same wavelength. Even though they once were when they fought the Titans. Yes, I just did a Greek mythology geek moment for you, everybody. You're welcome. Um, no, Luke did bring up an, another good point. Um, he talked about the, this RPG that's going to be coming out, the Age of Sigmar RPG, which a lot of us D and D nerds are we're ready to fucking play Age of Sigmar. Another thing the cities that makes the cities book I think so important is what it does for the world building. It gives us a lot of information about the world and where it is that that RPG then gets to use a little bit, and so that's that's really cool. So this book is just I'm I'm hyped for this book even if I'm never gonna. Never going to play a single model of it, except for maybe Executioners, because I love them. They're awesome. Yeah. yeah, I agree. I agree. I think overall it's going to be uh, one of the most important world-building assets that we have since uh, Games Workshop released that short seven-minute video about the realms, about how uh, the Realm of Light and Shadow <laughs> kind right. of works and, and you know, the... The, all the interdependencies. Yeah, and they showed the map. Like, yeah, and they showed. Yeah, the map. I think yeah. that, that that first map was really the first time that we went from a high fantasy world of Sigmar and you know god beasts and 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 legends and lore 
into something about the farmers and and the the commercial trade and the way that we work between you know the twin tail comet um cities and, and all that good stuff so yeah um, yeah and then they mentioned battalions so they're being pretty um so not uh so they mentioned battalions is there any battalion that really stood out to you in the these little two blurbs do you beast hunters versus i i, I haven't seen anything just yet um I'm just happy for battalions in general. The the free people only had one battalion and it costed me about 800 points to field uh, at minimum. So you had to have, you had to have a general three uh, battle line. You need to take uh, a unit of demigriffs, pistoliers, outriders, griffs, uh, great swords. Um, and then the battalion was 200 points as well. So when you added all of those minimum requirements, it wasn't like there's optional one to three. No, it was straight. You need three of this, one of this, one of this, two of this. Yeah. Um, it made it really expensive. Yeah, yeah. So, there's, I mean, there's there's a ton of rules talk we could do, but, I mean, you're, you just go watch Vince. They they covered it all, I'm sure. Well, we, 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 well we, we've only got probably one third or even less of the rules. So right. I think I, I like to avoid the spoilers as much as possible because I want to have fresh eyes when I look at that book with no assumptions and say, right, what does this book read? Not things that I've made up in the past or what I've read from little snippets. How do these things interact each with each other? And and what was the opportunity for modeling, hobby, and also performance? Yeah, and and Tristan brings up a good point. the The battalions, from what I do see teased here, is what I, I what I I would infer is that they're going to lock you into one of your your sort of city factions or your sub factions. So uh maybe you're you're not going to be the the old factions might actually just all kind of become uh battalions now you know so like your 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 uh your phoenix temple are a battalion now instead of a faction and you're going to see some some of that moving forward i that's that's my that's my speculating speculation there so yeah it's a very very valid point the free the free uh, the free people had a uh, an amazing great company rule which was a part of their allegiance. And from what I've seen based on Warhammer community and the Warhammer Facebook page, they've been kind of saying that, you know, this book will supersede those general's handbook rules. Um, so will we lose the great company? Maybe, but or, will they be potentially become a battalion? Yes. Uh, and we keep those rules. We just pay for them. Yeah. Yeah. Potentially. That's, yeah. that's very, very, very potential. So yeah. Uh, again, this is where I'm like, let's literally pre-order for the book comes out in 24 hours from now. So awesome how pumped are you for that very excited very, very excited. excited yeah that's yeah. good and i hopefully uh look that i'm conscious that there's going to be a lot of changes so i think um i've got to be open to the changes that are coming um and and appreciate that i have a book uh where for four years i've been fighting for a book and um Will I get upset that I've lost free guild archers? Yeah. Are there any things that, you know, I've always had a, a particular general that used to ride a horse. Do I have that option anymore? No. Uh, but is this a new world? Absolutely. And I'm here for the ride. Cool. See, I love that you said that um, because, you know, I'm the the, the Nagash loyalist. Sorry, Nagash. Uh, i got to stay on brand. Um, the, uh, the Nagash loyalist, I, I just, he's my favorite dude. But, like, when Bone Reapers were teased, I'm like, Fuck yeah! Finally, a new Death Army I can get behind. You know, I I want to see what Death looks like in the new world, and I want to see their take on really that classical fantasy in the new world. You know, I I that's just what has me the most excited is is that that bridging bridging two worlds with this book. So, 
I, uh, I would like to uh, the, the the final thing I might, I might say on this topic is I would like I'm hoping and praying that it's more than just the the cities that we have in uh, Firestorm. I'm hoping you know, and, and as a Death player, I'm sure awesome. you can appreciate awesome. that. You know, we have um, we have the cities that are in in the realm of Death, and we know that they have a, have a living harmony between that would the, be metal. The, the spirits of the ancestors working in partnership with the with the the free folk um hopefully there's things like this whether it's the ability to create your own story or whether they have other cities that allow us to maybe it's a barbarian-esque tribe that works in partnership with the orcs or maybe there is something that um you know even in partnership with death right and there is a one a one in four rule that you could have you know a necromancer and skeletons and yeah, maybe an enhanced, you know, mercenary rule. But how can how can I create my free city, which is the death in Shaiish, the, the, the yeah, people like you're in, in Shaiish? How can I do that? And is there a rule set that allows me to do it outside of narrative and open? I'm yeah. hoping that option is there somewhere. Yeah, well, no, that's that's actually a fantastic point because um, the 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 Shaiish people think like Shaiish, oh, that's Nagash's realm and it's just like pure evil. No, 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 Shaiish is just. You gotta think of like them like planets. They're like their own little planets with like a full biome with a full set of biomes and everything. Like it's a full planet of death, you know, where they have deserts and and snowy mountains and and everything like that. And there are people that inhabit them. And one of the big things about Shaiish is like it's people like co living with their an- like the ghosts of their ancestors and stuff. And wouldn't Sig- <coughs> pardon me would not wouldn't Sigmar have like defended them once upon a time and like i get it he's a giant coward and he wouldn't hit in his his cloud city uh, and let a bunch of mortals die forever uh where nigash benevolently then shielded them but one of those cities of sigmar denizens still be there and their lineages and stuff like that like I, i'd be really interested to see that and maybe that's our take from midwest meltdown is uh yeah. you're the free city thing and like my constructs can just be random constructs that help build the city and they're fucking partying with you and uh let's well, go we know well, even in the old rules, you know, the story of Balthazar Gelt, uh, I think it was, that um, he was getting corrupted by necromancy um, and he kind of got shunned out. Or maybe I'm confusing myself with another hero. But long story short, there are all these stories to tell. And um, the Living City is a great example where the free folk live in partnership with Sylvaneth and there's a, a co-Sylvaneth kind of build. Hopefully there's stuff like that allows us to to do that. And as Tristan said in the, in the chat, at worst case scenario, we do have the mercenary companies. So um, there yeah. is options where I could ally in that necromancer with some zombies and skellies, but... Um, I'd like to see it in the see. book. I'd like to see it in the book. Yeah. I, like anything. Yeah. And this comes back to, the, to make it physical because the physicality of the game is super important. Like, make it a thing in the book because then you make it real when there's rules and i i need that personally that's just how my brain works um so is there any any final just lasting point you want to any resonant statement before i i I go on to this gold thing that's just been hanging in the background this whole time distracting me uh no no i think uh the the, my parting words to to the people that are either from the old world free people or or dwarden players now is that there is only one constant in life that is change. Get on board. This is going to be a good book. Uh, I don't know it. I haven't read the book. Uh, I'm not a play tester, but uh, I have faith that um, this will allow us um, new tools to to compete and have fun. No, I, I agree. All right. So um, 
the uh, the big hot take super side rant that we have uh, planned for you is I gave I actually gave Coach homework as I mentioned uh, he's part of the reason why I'm even doing this podcast. I didn't do it by the way. I've been, I know I've you been, didn't. I've, I've been interstate. I know you didn't, <laughs> which is what's going to make it even better. So I, I I did a couple that I was just thinking about in my work truck today exactly, and I'm like, oh man, I should have wrote them down. Did not write them down. So let's go. Um, so just like with a uh, tomb uh, with a uh, tomb king Tristan during the tomb king episode where we did like sort of NBA mascots uh, as Age of Sigmar armies or what what a mascot would be for an Age of Sigmar army if it were an NBA uh, team. Uh, we're gonna do some Age of Sigmar armies if they were wrestling superstars from the WWE WWF that sort of venue, right? So I just I know your favorite wrestler is The Rock. Which army is the Rock? Yeah, tough. So, what are the characteristics of the Rock? He is uh, the, the, obnoxious, it, charisma. He, is, he has charisma. high charisma. Um, the people love him. Um, he doesn't always do what's right. Uh, so, what? Uh, there's obviously a lot of characteristics of the Rock. Um, so, what? I'm looking. I'm looking here, and I'm thinking, like, what is the Rock? Who is the who is who is the people's champion? Well, I'll let you. Um, okay, so you maybe need to meditate on that. Like, do you not? Is nothing coming immediately to mind? Uh, look, I'd like to think something like the. I don't know, like the Glimspot gets maybe. Um, <laughs> I don't think anyone. I don't think anyone hates them. In fact, most people quite love them. Whether they just laugh at the squigs, whether they have fun with them, but. I feel like the Glimspite bit gets are the people's champion. I don't think. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go gets. You're gonna go um, gets. And and, and the... is God. Godrak is not the Rock. Um, I don't know. I feel like I feel like if if Godrak's anybody, it's it's uh, Hulk Hogan. You just can't take him down. Yeah. Yeah. And he, every time you put him down, your your tombstone pile drive him three times. You know, uh, Paul Bearer raises the urn and Gotrek shrugs off that wound and he just keeps going in and, and swinging. So so I, I let you talk about it. And as you began describing things, I realized you were just kind of describing Nagash. I mean, he is, he, it is Nagash and his millions, is it not? The millions and millions of fans? The millions and millions of fans, in quotation marks. <laughs> They're enthralled. No. They're enthralled to his presence. They can't not be. I can't say that. I can't say the look, people's elbow the, is the hand of dust. Remove the uh, the uh, you know, all your all your cheese merchants that are the Grim Gas Reapers, and you would be the people's champion. Maybe with Grim Gas Reapers, you're more like the Rock when he was in the corporation. Oh, okay. He so he's corp- he's corporate puppet. Rock. Okay, okay. All right. Yeah, he's corporate yeah, rock. I think, yeah. I think corp- Corporate, corporate rock right now with the Grimgast, remove Grimgasts and all this CP uh, abuse, and we might be back to the people's champion. Yeah, 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 okay, all right. Um, it might actually be easier to go in and do armies and then think of what the army would be as a champion. Yeah, it may be. This, this is a very... I mean, wrestling has been going around for... Oh, yeah. It's like one of the oldest sports. But there's no... Well, it, it really is. Um, and I had one that I was going to... So we got the, the four Chaos Gods, and the one I thought of in the truck that just perfectly matched was with Zinch. Alright? So, uh... People may not know is, uh, I'm a huge Jericho fan. Um, and I think Zinch is Jericho. And it pains me to say it because I hate the Zinch army. Love Zinch, the, the Chaos God. He's one of my favorites. 
But like the army, it's just it's stupid birdmen and squiggly like gum blob horrors. I hate the army. Um, but Jericho, have... oh, go ahead. And you've got the you've got the blue scribe, which he's got potentially got the list of Jericho. Oh yeah, the blue scribe's got the list of Jericho. Um, but like it's it's like the the more I think about it, the more Jericho, the, the more Zinch is Jericho because Zinch is. Like always, like always, quote unquote, changing and stuff like that, and he's like just figuring it all out. That's freaking Jericho. He's the only wrestler is still active that has achieved legend status and can still get heat because he's just so good at changing, at mixing up his character work. You know, like he had we had Dad Jericho, which to me is peak Jericho so far, <laughs> but but now you've got you've got Judas Jericho on AEW, and it's just like he's just. The, he's the goddamn Lord of Change. Like, he just... He's got it figured out. He was once the Lionheart. Like, he's just... He's he's manip, like he's manipulative. His ring persona. Like, it... He's just... he's. I think it's it, is Jericho. Yeah, I mean... I mean, Jericho had an amazing introduction to WWE, where... Or WWF, when he interrupted The Rock during the Millennium Clock. And since and I The think Rock the is... Day, ma- oh, go ahead. That was it. I remember the debut of... Zench, where they brought out the nine destiny dice and we still remember those destiny dice to this day the 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 crazy spell laws or even the ability to be able to uh cast uh, or unbind 27 inches with magical supremacy so um I, yeah I, I would agree that that uh, jericho is the lord of change yeah um yeah with the countdown clock one of the greatest examples of how you do a champion's debut and uh if i uh, it's a rant cast so i'm gonna do this um I don't hate John Cena. I've said it aloud. I don't hate John Cena. Uh, like, we get it, Super Cena was a problem in his golden shovel, yada, yada, yada. But Jericho came out to the biggest superstar in the world at the time, which was The Rock. Okay? I mean, Stone Cold and The Rock were just neck and neck, back and forth. They were the Attitude Era. Um, I'd posit Mankind was super fucking important. I'd posit that that uh team extreme and 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 the dudley boys were super fucking important uh my other favorite wrestler he's not active so i don't call him my favorite wrestler would have been edge but you know so there's a lot of a lot of stuff i'd say but like when it comes down to it uh jericho got up to the biggest superstar in the world and and it launched him yeah and And he went toe to toe that was a rebrand he was he was doing stuff with Gold Goldberg and and he was trying things in WCW didn't quite work they wouldn't push him the glass ceiling was certainly there mm-hmm. WWF uh, backed him and uh, I'll never forget the the tormenting he did with Stephanie McMahon and, and I remember doing the Titan Tron where he had uh, a pre and post surgery Stephanie McMahon with her boobs out and uh, he just took an absolute Mickey out of Triple H and Steph and um, that was just amazing yeah 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 and so and so like for like Jericho, blah, blah, blah. And in a sense, I see Cena as the post attitude eras, like rock or stone cold. Uh, he was more the eternal good guy, but our attitudes have changed. But in terms of what he was doing for the brand was just this, this, this consistent superstar. And no one was able to be Jericho in his presence because he was too fucking like, the talent just wasn't there was getting buried in other ways so that, that was just a little random take and so it'd be interesting to see who we think cena is i think i have an answer but while we're on Stormcast. the so- i know Stormcast. that's so obvious yeah. isn't it 
it's so obvious that the yeah. Stormcast Eternal are are John. All Cena. the ki- all the kids love the Stormcast, and all the adults boo boo the Stormcast. Like boo, get a real army, boo boo. Yeah, and yeah. and like they just keep pushing them and pushing them, and uh, even though the crowd is like, no, we've had enough Cena, no more Cena, no more Cena. They just keep like new battle term, new battle term, new models. So um, yeah, or or pre-cancer Roman Reigns. Like it's they're 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 Cena, they're Roman Reigns. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Um, still on the subject of chaos, who do you think Corn is? Corn, uh, I know Brock Lesnar. You think so? Just kind of goes in and just creates bloodlust and just kicks 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 people's teeth in. Um, I, I I mean it could okay. All right. I mean, dur- I mean during the heyday of Corn, where it was super strong, um, that they they would you know murder host um absolutely annihilated people but then uh much like uh brock lesnar he only turns up five days uh in a calendar year so um his time in the meta uh like corn okay. is, is, is a little flashes of brilliance okay all right um, you you've sold me on brock i was no i'm sold all right we can move on now um Skaven. I'm offended. I'm actually offended by the way that uh, Tr- Tomb King Tristan thinks mankind is gloom spike gets. I agree. Um, I agree with Tristan because they are not the rock. I, I definitely think that gloom spike is probably oh, sorry. So mankind is maybe more like beast of beast of uh, beast of chaos. Yeah, see, I, mongrels. I'm a total homer for beast of chaos, and mankind is one of my favorites. You can't do that to me. I can't be empirical right now. <laughs> Bring back a hardcore belt, uh, damn straight Joel McGraw. I yep. would very happy get rid of this twenty four seven belt. Bring back the hardcore title. Uh, let's see. Yeah. yeah, but they don't have the stars for the hardcore title right now. They just they don't have the have stars them. for the international intercontinental title or USA or the tag team. Uh, no, New Day is fantastic. They just don't New Day uh, revival. They've got they they've got some stars. They're just not working right. Um, Tim King Tristan, by the way, he, Mankind was actually super important because he was the uh, the, the Rock and the Sock Connection in the Rock and Sock Connection and had that brilliant moment of this is your life with the Rock and his former girlfriend. And uh, man, uh, look, Mankind is amazing. Uh, I got to meet Mankind, actually, funnily enough, um, behind uh, my, my belt. He's signed by Kurt Angle and Mick Foley. Um so uh, a big fan of, of Mankind, Cactus Jack, do love. I'll never forget oh, yeah. the, the Royal Rumble where he brought in three personas. Um, obviously, Hell in a Cell is incredible. Oh, the, um, you, the, he took a freaking 50-foot bump, for Christ's sakes. You, I, like, the, the wrestling's fake crowd. Like, yes, it's a portion of it's fake. It's kind of, like it's scripted, fine. But to call it fake, get the fuck out. You can't fake falling 50 feet. Yeah, Mick, Joel, Mick, Joel, Joel said Mick Foley is a legend. That's wrong. Mick Foley is God. Mick Foley is fantastic. Shane Mc, Shane O'Mac and Mankind, best Hell in the Cell ever. Yeah, it's, or well, those yeah. two are Hell in the Cell like legends. Absolutely, absolutely. Right. Shane O'Mac's Coast to Coast is is downright fucking inspirational. I know RVD used to do it, but Shane O'Mac did it on the twenty foot ring, and uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. Um, no, so so we're still in the in the uh, subject of uh, of chaos gods. Anyone come to mind for Skaven? You know, like so so like someone duplicitous, someone manipulative, backstabby. You know, 
Yeah, interesting. I'd love to see what the chat uh, I think, thinks. Well, I saw Miz just get mentioned, but Miz could be Skaven. He's a bit weedy. Like, I'm not a big fan of the Miz, and I, th I he does like make my skin crawl. Uh, so yeah, he's kind of like this weedy, weedy, manipulative, banging ass. Yeah, he's got he's got the accolades, but the accolades feel kind of like un like random, and you know he doesn't like necessarily. And I don't want to say he doesn't earn them. I think the Miz does like really good work, but uh, like he just kind of like steals them, you know, like he, he takes them. Um, I mean, would you say something like Edge? Would I could steal I Matt could, Hardy's girlfriend. I could he, say, yeah, Edge is totally scaven. No, it's it's got to be Edge because the rated R superstar. Um, he was pretty chaotic. The uh, uh, kind of the meta power of his push, because if he if if he doesn't. If Lita doesn't cheat on Matt Hardy, like, outside the kayfabe, for real, with Edge, Edge doesn't get the push. Like, he just, he simply doesn't. That got him the heat he needed to be all the way over, as they say in the business. Kind of like Skaven, they've been around for a long time, got a book, and they finally got the push they deserve, so... Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, they, they debuted with Gangrel, they came out, did the three-second pose um yeah 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 let's let's do skaven as um yeah, yeah i like as the, the edge oh that's uh the fiend no 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 the fiend is uh is 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 uh uh Ossiarch bone reapers because we've just gotten the flashes of them with the fucking face and the big grin the fiend yeah, is, is I... uh, uh the fiend uh bray wyatt is Ossiarch bone reapers and we did have we did have Bray Wyatt, who a uh, bit of a failed, uh, never got the solid push that he deserved, which is Tomb Kings. And we just put a mask on them, pretended to be different, and we are now the new Death. Yeah, yeah, I'm for it. I'm way for it. Sorry, Tristan. Sorry, Tristan. Yeah, sorry, Tristan. Uh, Bray Wyatt, is, uh, Bray Wyatt slash the Fiend is Ossiarch Bone Reapers. Um, yeah, your Fiend could be your new favorite wrestler, but no, behind the behind the mask is Bray Wyatt, who. Um, was a was the the lighter of firefight of the fireflies um yeah he just didn't yeah. get the push he deserved much like cetera i'm sure he could have got a push to the moon but never got it uh mia's favorite is ember moon yeah ember moon is does ember moon have well she's place? hyper hyper talented she's i think she's legion of blood She's got a little bit of a pseudo-vampire gimmick. She's hyper-talented, but underrepresented. Like, she's just yeah. not getting... Yeah, she's not getting the push she, she needs. Like, I think Ember Moon is Legion of Blood. All right, let's go with that. I'll, I'll, I'll accept that. Okay. Uh, and so, so, Jim Christian said Rey, Rey Mysterio is Nighthaunt. Um, sure. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to the shower now? Maybe not. Um Who's Slanesh? I I feel like there's an easy answer to Slanesh, but I'm curious to to know what you say. Um, I mean, straight away I think about Goldust. Same. Um, yep. Or or even um, oh, what's his name in NXT? Um, uh, uh the, the yeah, 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 yeah. He's doing a Prince gimmick right now. He's fantastic. Uh, Velvet Velvet Dream. Dream. Velveteen Dream. I I'd go with Velveteen Dream, and here's why: because Velvet Velveteen Dream is over. And he's he's gotten like the title run, and he's done like really awesome. And Goldust never got the full push. So I'm so gonna, if, I'm if gonna... Velveteen Dream Dream is new Slanesh book, 
Slanesh. Goldust is old Slanesh. I was gonna say key. Roman Reigns. I was gonna say Roman Reigns is Slanesh. Why? Velveteen. He's got the look. He's got the look, and when you get in the ring with Roman Reigns, you always fight last because you know you're gonna lose. Um, you know that Roman is the golden child, and um, and your career is probably gonna go backwards after that loss. So you're I, gonna have to submarine back to the title. I I can't. I like the pitch. Why? But I can't sign off because I don't think he has the like. I don't think he's the total package the way Velveteen. Yeah, but Gold, yeah, but Goldust and Velveteen Dream are not title contenders, and Slanesh certainly is. And uh, I know Joel in the chat would certainly agree with me that uh, Slanesh are the title, the title contenders. Just look at Nova. Just look at some of the most recent tournament releases. And okay, sadly, right. Velveteen's just not there yet, and and Goldust never was. Right. Yeah. No. Touche. Touche. Um, so old Slanesh is is Velveteen Dream slash uh, Gold Dust and new is Roman Reigns. All right, I'll buy that. Yeah. No, I'm, no, no, you sold me on it. Um, why isn't Luke in on this? Because Luke will be on later into the month as part of Oztober, and uh, or Oztober if you prefer. Uh, and we've got a similar take but different. We're gonna I'm gonna steal I'm gonna spoil it right now. We're gonna do community members. As WWE Ooh. personas. I look forward to being The Rock. <laughs> you look forward to being The Rock? Hard swoggle. I mean, I've got, I've got the Brahma... Oh, where's my Brahma ball? Uh, on the other side. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, There's the Brahma ball. It, it, could be a, it could be a Chicago Bulls logo or the Brahma ball. I'm not sure. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, Alistair Black... So he's got to be an underdog that's on the on the like on the uh like on the up, right? Like this up and comer who's going to be a total like destroyer of the meta. I might say he's cities. I might say Alistair. Say huh? I'll say Iron Jaws. Iron. You think he's Iron Jaws? Oh, see that's he's got the brutality I think of Iron Jaws, which swings him towards Iron Jaws. But that that sort of like thing that's like coming up and just gonna like crush, yeah. I'll I'll, I'll sign off on that. Alistair Black is Iron Jaws. Yeah, I, I dig that. And we do all the big chaos gods. I didn't forget any of them. Zinchcorn, uh, Slanesh. Nurgle. We haven't done Nurgle. We haven't done Nurgle. Oh, Nurgle. Is there anyone who's just gross? Or like, I mean, I mean. Uh... I'd say someone like uh I mean Paul Bearer is the only one I can think of for Nurgle. That's gross. Well no Paul Bearer, because he's just like I don't know, unsettling and stuff. Like right, let's come back to that one. He's Yeah. Nurgle, we can move past Nurgle. Alright, so order we we already nailed Sigmar. Darza Kane. Becky Lynch? I would have gone someone like Tessa Blanchard or uh, like yeah, like some type of like female ass kicker. But yeah, I'd say I, I'm, I'm going to go with Tessa Blanchard, but unfortunately, it's not a WWE superstar. Okay, I'm going to stick with Becky Lynch because she just she has just been strong the whole time, written off for a little while, and then the man was just like, "I am here." Uh, she in that time period, she was the only person who got all the way over, male female. Okay, she was the only one who got all the way over in that time. Yeah, period. but. Yeah, but were Daughters of Cain ever over? Like, they were popular because they won, but no one liked them. I'd say over means dominance in the meta. Not necessarily, like, accolades from the from the fans or the players. 
Rikishi uh, for Nurgle. Uh, yeah, I was going to say yes! Rikishi for Nurgle. Yes! Gras, you've, you've nailed it. Yeah. Uh, the stink face. Um, occasionally they do the dance with too cool Scotty, uh, Scotty too hottie. And, and, and like, and he's like, kind of gross because he's rocking a thong and stuff like that. But like everybody loved Rikishi, you know, just like everyone loves Papa Nurgle. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, I'll, I'm down for that. Yeah, yeah, perfect. Mm. Dodgers Kane Seraphon. <laughs> Seraphon might be hard. Seraphon kind of doesn't really have like a full identity in Age of Sigma right now. So sorry, who was that? Sorry, I was, I was thinking of Joey Ryan. <laughs> no, uh, Seraphon might be difficult to do because. Seraphon. Uh, yeah, they don't really have a, they don't really have an identity in the in the in the matter right now. So maybe we just kind of skip over them. Uh, tell us in the comments who which WWE superstar you think Seraphon would be. Seraphon. <laughs> oh, Luchasaurus some... from well AEW slash the uh, uh, indie circuit. Maybe, uh, maybe. Yeah, that's... But now you're going to make me have to talk about Orange Cassidy, my favorite wrestler currently. That isn't Finn yeah. Balor or Jericho. I was trying to think of the characteristics of the Seraphon and... That, that, yeah, you know what? Let's go with Luchasaurus for now. Luchasaurus uh, for now? Fine. Yeah. yeah. I'm, uh, like, awesome, but not really, like, achieving much, right? Like, totally awesome, but not achieving. that. And Dinosaur Gimmick is a big fan. <laughs> I was just remembering uh, what I was thinking about was the Ultimate Warrior window of uh, Hulk Hogan memory... Mm. Um, so I was thinking of the the memories that is the former Lizardman now Seraphon and remembering oh, them to the dressing so like, room. That maybe was, macho, my head was. maybe like Macho Man Randy Savage. Because... No, no, okay. No, I feel like Macho Man's got a better spot somewhere. Okay, so like like Ultimate Warrior, where the memory is maybe stronger than than what he really was in his time. Yeah, I would, I would say Ultimate Warrior. I like I like that. Seraphon. I like that. I like that a lot. I like Ultimate Warrior for Seraphon. Like the memory is maybe a little bit stronger than than the the actuality and like the true greatness was there for a little while, but like the memory has been yeah, I like that. That the memory's more been cultivated than than the accolades and yeah, I like that a lot. I like that a lot. See, I'd, see I'd rather say um Macho Man's more like Sylvaneth. Um like he's like Sylvan has always been super popular, but not as popular as the Stormcast. So it's almost like the Mega Powers. Like you know, we always knew Randy was in the shadows, and the the minute that Stormcast want to steal Miss Elizabeth, which might be their terrain rules, um, I'm sure Stormcast could take the Wildwoods and um, we'd have the <laughs> clash again. Yeah. Um, fair enough. Yeah. The Sylvaneth is probably the second most important um, order army. So um, I, I'm willing to Macho say Macho Man that. is Archeon specifically. Because he does have the Tower of Power. That's what Warcry's all about. The Tower yeah, of but... Power, too sweet to be sour, funky like a monkey. Ooh, yeah. Like, he's got the... Yeah. I'm sorry. Tomb King Tristan wins. Macho Man is Archeon. He ain't doing no, shit right no. now. Yes, no, he, he can't... Yes. No. Yes. No, he, the, sl the Slayer of Kings. Archeon no, is ready. Like... No, uh, because, no, no, because no, because Rend one, one on his weapon, like that's Macho Man. Like he's just like he's such this big, uh, huge persona. He's so awesome. 
the Grand uh, Marshal uh, of the Apocalypse, but the hype is maybe a little bit higher than the success. Because Archeon uh, is not Hulk Hogan, because Hulk Hogan has mega achieved, right? See, I was thinking, like, Archeon is more like Lex Luger, where he's kind of like... Archeon is Rollins. Maybe. Burn it down. I can see that. Triple H is Archeon. I can see that. Yeah, no, Triple H wins, I think. Because Triple H is... The Slayer of Kings? Well, no, like, because Triple H is the... He's the Grand Marshal of the Apocalypse. I blame him for a lot of problems right now. He's the he's the king of kings. Yeah, he's um, the king of kings. The pain of me fuels him. <laughs> nah, see, I like I, I I think Lex Luger um, is Archeon mostly because he didn't do a whole lot, but when he got that small push, that's when like you got your destiny dice on Zen on Archeon, and he actually does roll that double. Okay. Um, okay. But I'm happy to go with the chat. I'm I'm a man of the people. I I'm willing to go with the chat. Yeah, I think Much Triple H. Triple H. Macho Man or Triple H. I like that. Um, So, uh, always a little bit overrated, which is what Triple H is. Ooh, no. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, I'll never forgive him for the click and and just basically ruining kayfabe and ruining wrestling as we know it. Um, No, the more I think about it, the more Triple H is Archeon. It's just, it's, it's so applicable. Like, he ruined the kayfabe, which is the world that was for Age of Sigmar. You know, like, he ruined the kayfabe. He should be Manfred. What you're saying is he's Manfred. Triple H is a manipulator. He he married the daughter of the boss. He destroyed the old world, and we now live in a new world. Yeah, and Manfred's trying to rebuild the... Yeah, yeah, and he's trying to get his click back. Triple H could be Manfred. That's what I just said. I literally just said that. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm just saying you kind of sold me on the Triple H. The point is, is Triple H is two heroes in the game that I think are kind of pansies. And they're little Mary Sues and why they're still around. You know, Archeon used to be just a, a like a unit upgrade. He was just a, a derpy idiot. Like, oh man, I'm so mad. Well, All until right. he got the, that really cool model. Like, he was just like that... that him on a horse who's a bit average yeah so. he's just this derpy little upgrade idiot like i don't care anyway <laughs> um so we order any big uh, big important order armies we need to go through yet uh i uh, i was just I, ju- I just had a thought and because the pain of of my pain is fueling tristan i thought i'd give back and um i would say that cm punk uh is uh the tomb kings it's perfect say that and the reason I say that is because they don't exist anymore. And in the world of WWE, CM Punk doesn't exist. Yeah, but uh, also the, Pipe Bomb. The, the Pipe he's Bomb He's a Pipe up. Bomb. He's a people's champion. You know, the people who love Punk, they love Punk. But according to the organization, uh, they do not exist. Uh, uh, all records have been scratched of Punk. You're right. You're right. You're right, Luke. Vlad and Isabella are Macho Man and, uh, and, um, and Miss uh, Jack. Elizabeth. Miss Elizabeth. Yeah, yeah, that's Macho Man. Macho Man is Vlad. Rest in peace, just like Vlad. Ah, oh, so sad. Does the mean? Oh, right. I'm trying to work with live. I'm trying to work with living wrestlers. Yeah, I know. Right in my right in my feels though. But Vlad, the model's not around anymore, so it makes perfect sense for Macho Man. So let me let me let me reverse the tide. Who's Ric Flair? We can't not have this conversation without Ric Flair. I mean, he's the dirtiest player in the game, right? But he's legend status and a grandpa that, like, is kind of creepy and 
awkward suddenly. Um, his daughter's like super prolific now. <laughs> oh, oh, that's brutal. <laughs> oh man, I'm not even gonna say that one live so that like the audio, like when I export this to an audio format, you're gonna. No, have I, to... no, I am gonna say it because the people on will this come up in the vod on YouTube? This will be on YouTube. The chat. The chat, yeah. All Look, right. the whole point right. is that the is that the chat is part of the rant cast. That's why it takes up half the screen. And uh, uh, well, all right, That's, Joel McGraw, you've won the uh, this month. The internet's over. Uh, we can we I mean, can all we, we can we can just pack it up and go home for a little bit. Yeah. Like the the internet yeah. is done. Come back tomorrow, everybody. Just uh, uh, send the invitation to Joel. He can take out. He can, we can swap roles. Yeah, um, oh. I think he just won with that one. Oh man, brutal! Wow. Oh, the, oh, oh no! <laughs> oh no! Oh, uh, but back I, to Flair. I want to talk Flair. Um, not, yeah, let's get back on track with Ric Flair. I want to. Oh, I want to say Flair is maybe Fire Slayers. Um, okay, they just resilient old oh, bastards. Oh yeah, because there uh, was that that time that everybody hated Fire Slayers too, and they were the Meta Monster. But now it's just yeah. kind of like they're not that same. We sort of feel sorry for them, like the old man. That, yeah, I mean, Flake Flake gets back in the ring when he retires from uh, from WWE into Impact, and um, now we see his old seventy year old man in his underwear trying to wrestle Sting, um, which is kind of like how the Fire Slayers kind of come about now. Is that they just? No, it's perfect. It's perfect. I feel like I'm missing. I'm always just missing Order Armies when I do one of these. Yeah. We haven't done Deepkin or uh, so Deepkin Caradron. I'm gonna go Deepkin or Finn Balor, even though I don't particularly care for Deepkin, but I love Finn Balor um, because the entrance is the biggest deal ever, and it's fucking over when it's over. Yeah, yeah. They're trying to think about that because they they're they're deep strike they're board edge charge and then it's just fucking over you know like that's it's all about the entrance and then the cleanup like they either destroy you off that charge or they don't which is the coup de gras the coup de gras is still kayfabe protected like it's it's still it's still a protected move i'll say i will say deepkin is the shield um especially like the shield is like they're like the three the the three men unit of eels where they they sideboard you the entrance is important, and um, I usually take you down, you know, from the side. Yeah, something I love and something I hate could both be IDK. This checks out. <laughs> um, yeah, IDK. Um... Deepkin is ricochet. Yep, he's over. As um, fucking amazing. Okay. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. I, I like that with ricochet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Deepkin is ricochet. I, I like that better. That fits better. Uh, over as fuck, amazing, but extremely one-dimensional. Yep. Yeah, we can work with that. Yeah, I can work with that. Um, see, I, see, see, I would say that's more carriage and overlords, though. They are one-dimensional. Yeah, but they're not relevant currently. They want to be. And, like, I do think there's good, there's good KO builds out there. I'm just not seeing people bring them, you know? So, like, what's something that's good, we're just not seeing it. Like some wrestler that's like great, but we're just not seeing it. Dolph Ziggler. 
Yeah. They should should have always got the push, but they just never get pushed. And when they get pushed, it, it only lasts a few minutes because then Games Workshop decide to change the weapon armies yeah, of, yeah, of, yeah. of the Arconauts. Yeah, I'm way for that. I'm way for that. They were even like para, like oddly grand, like the heavyweight champions once when Cloncar was like just the shit. But then it's just, yeah. Yeah, yeah like you forget that Dolph Ziggler was a heavyweight champion. KO or Andrade? They no, don't have the achievement. Nah, Andrade nah. is great, but the, he, he, he hasn't achieved yet. No. KO have achieved in the past, and I keep waiting for yeah. them to come back. Just, yeah, which Ziggler. Is, which is Dolph. Which yeah, is that's Dolph, Dolph Ziggler. Dolph. Yeah, Dolph Ziggler's way better. Cool. And cities? Well, who, who can cities be? I don't know if, I don't know if we have one. Maybe they're Andrade? <laughs> like, they're on, the, they're on the come up? I'll come, to, I'll pick someone in the cities when we go to Destruction. All right. I'm going to go use the restroom. Do you have just something you can rant about or an AMA session you'd like to do? Uh, yeah, let's do AMA. Do an AMA. All right, chat. AMA. So if, so if right. the chat wants to fire things up, All right, chat. I will. It's on you now. This is where you're going to take over my podcast for me. And we have two bottles of Doom Water that uh, will be available for some of the... Uh, right. The best is question... The- the best question wins one of these bottles of Doom Water. Best question wins Doom Water. All right. In, um, the, in the meantime, while you go go have a slash, um, Joanna, I think you've nailed it. Cities of Sigma needs to be a tag team. Uh, so I would probably say um, uh, Matt and Hard- Matt and Jeff the Hardy Boys. Uh, they're quite popular. They have a, a whole range of us, uh, we- uh, we- uh, weapons or attacks in the in the kit. Um. Uh, I don't know. They've just come out with a huge pop like WrestleMania. Dudley Boys. The Dudley Boys? No. No. Maybe like the Ironwood Arsenal can be like the Dudley Boys where they go in and just absolutely do all the damage, but then they don't last the full five rounds. Spike Dudley is kind of like the elves, right? I can approve of that. Oh, they look a bit more like Dark Elves as a faction. Dark Elves, hmm, hmm, nah, I have to say, if we're, if we're talking current um, current champions or tag teams, um, who, who could they be? Um, the Bar, Mohawk, Beards, Pale Skin, yeah, yeah, that could work. I was thinking of uh, Revival, um, no flips. No flips, just kicks. They've got some pretty good men. Hmm. What else have you got? Ask me anything, guys, while um, while Mr. Mephisto has a slash, gets a drink. Is there anything that you want to know? This is the Ask Me Anything section, uh, and the winners will get a bottle of Doom Water. Um, you can see it is hair free. I have strained it, strained his beard hairs from the water. Um, if you want those, those beard hairs, I guess I could, uh, pull them out of the bin, but, uh, this is ready to drink for all you thirsty boys. Um, you can see it's got that blue, blue tint. Uh, I don't know why, but I'm sure it's delicious. <laughs> I love that I come back and you're plugging the freaking water. Oh man. Oh man. That's great. Look at me just breaking the rules, though. You're not supposed to have dead air and all that stuff when you're live. And, and here we go. 
I think um, I think we got. I had said uh, the cities of Sigma. What did I? Say? Hardy Boys. Um, I think I think they've come back with a huge pop like they did um, at WrestleMania. Um, the rest, the, the they they used to be really really popular and big back in the day. Got a little bit quirky for a while with the Broken Universe, and uh, now we have come back and uh, we're we're we've got a book. Yeah, I like that with Hardy Boys. I, I dig that. I'll sign off on that. Love it, and uh, and I, I hear there's a new batch of bash. So this is a limited, this is a limited edition uh, one that's been aged um, with bacon, uh, but um, uh, it's a limited edition release. So right, perfect. Um, so I think kind of rounded out order. I, I'm sure we forgot a bunch, but um, getting weird. Yeah, it's getting it's weird getting really now. Weird. It's getting weird now. So there is there any superstar that you must label as a hero or i want to go back to what joanna's asked and she said uh who is the best faction and why is it the boys um who are as deadly as ever so is the best faction so who is the best faction and why is it the boys who are just as deadly as ever okay all right so we're talking more tribes we're talking about the dad bods themselves. They remind me of like the bushwhackers. Speaking of dad bods, um, keep an eye out on Twitter for my, my costume this year. It's fucking fantastic. All right. Shout out to Mr. Mephisto in his own stream about his own Twitter. Uh, check that out. <laughs> Jesus. We're live. I can talk to the chat too. <laughs> Shout out to Mr. Mephisto. Lo- love that channel. Represent. If you yeah. haven't subscribed yeah. or donated, make sure to uh, to help him uh, buy that bottle of doom water. He yeah. Thirsty. Yeah, thirsty boy. super thirsty. Also, I'm a, I'm a little into the Australian accents, which is part of the reason I can't distinguish y'all from each other, because I just hear what? that Australian accent, and I just, like, I go into, like, sexy endorphin mode, and I'm just, like, that, I'm just... <laughs> That's a little racist. I did actually have one person tell me that uh, they enjoy watching my stream, and their missus also listens in, and uh, they enjoy the accent. Uh, they think it's hot, so... Uh bit weird i was making it i was making a joke but that just got real nope, really. that, is, that is real that is real that is damn that is real that is damn real um uh big show would be ogres yeah i could be down for that i could see the big show being the ogres um or rhino rhino is beast beast claw raiders yeah all right all right yeah pretty awesome when he was in ecw he was just peak like way over crushing it won titles all the time but it has been a long time since ecw so he's just a fan favorite now like that's bcr base color raiders yeah yeah or or it could be like uh taz where taz was a beast in ecw and then got to wwe and had to pretty quickly um probably should have retired earlier he he broke his fucking neck and walked to the hospital Uh, I was more referring to maybe the ogres should be retired. Oh, oh, retiring the ogres, gross. So, uh, best faction. So, <laughs> is it the boys who are just as? If you really want us to hash out what the best faction is, I'm torn between saying either Skaven or Gits, and here is why: because they have a multitude of model ranges to build no it's gets uh it's gets because i think gets are a, a perennial four and one army that can go five and oh if you're very fucking good 
and you catch a break, which is where you want to live. But their model range is fucking fantastic. She only made it as a joke, by the way. I know she did, but do you know what you do when you, you ask me a joke? The best way to make a joke funnier is to take it seriously. And then just, I'm Andy Kaufman. Uh, I'm being Andy Kaufman right now for your joke. Or Andy Miffman? Methman? I don't know. Don't call me You're Andy. showing your age. Don't You're fuck showing me. your age, old man. Old man, yeah. It's true. Old man. It's true. Um, yeah, so we a little bit of a teaser on WWE. And then I just kind of, how I've got you only for like a, probably about 10 more minutes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I actually have to pretend to work. Uh, yeah. but I've been away for the last four days, um, uh, on the complete other side of Australia. So, um, I'm taking this as a bit of a relaxer. Um, Perfect. Perfect. All right. So I, I have you for 10, 10 more minutes. We did the, like the irreverent stuff. So most people have turned off the stream by now, or they've clicked yeah. away from my, they've clicked away from the VOD on YouTube to go watch something else. Um, so, so this the, is the true dedicated Mr. Mephisto. Yeah. Fan. This is for the, this is for the true fan base here. Um, which is some 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 little bit of heavier stuff. I mentioned earlier, um, I was uh, that you you kind of like you you just helped me out. I I don't know why um, because you know we we interacted at Adepticon, sure, um, but like you had no reason to. Um, and then you just like it was one post, and I just remember in particular on my end it was about like writing and how just like unfulfilled I had felt in that moment. Why did you reach out in that moment? Like what was it like? I'm gonna I'm gonna be AOS life coach now instead of AOS coach. What what happened? Right. What, what? We're getting <laughs> yeah, we're getting real here. Yeah, we're getting real here. Everyone's like, it's just the true it's the true fans and the people who have who have watched two hours of my my uh, my vod not live on YouTube. Uh, why did why did I reach out? Yeah, um, well, yeah, you sent me a PM in that moment, and I think and that's when we really kind of. Like I've always liked uh, you were uh, I'm it's you and Doom were my my first two like AOS videos. I actually discovered Warhammer Weekly a little bit a little bit later. I'm sorry, Vince, uh, but it was it was uh, Doom in his in his tank, and it was you telling me how to go to a tournament. <laughs> uh, you know, those were like my first two like YouTube videos, and and so it was like uh, you know I always had like a reverence and and stuff like that. But then like in that moment, it's like you're not just a, a head on the internet. You became a friend. And yeah, yeah. So I'm just curious. Well, it's that's really kind of you to to refer me as a friend. Uh, so, look, it's probably a couple of things. Um, may, it might be the culture of Australia, which is about mateship. I think um, one of the things that uh, Australia does really well um, is that, especially for men, um, we are all mates. Um, you, we we can go at, uh, to a to a pub. We can meet people at a barbecue. We can meet people at a game. And if we have a, we have a mutual interest, um, there is a, a spirit of mateship um, or friendship. You know, there's this very rarely a barrier. I could go to the measured gaming boys down in Bendigo. I could go down to South Australia. Um, you know, when I met Luke Stone for the first time, I could go up to Queensland. I could go interstate, and um, there's no real barrier to to conversation we just treat each other like mates and we um we take the piss or we joke about each other we pork we, we swear at each other we um we can be perceived mean but we're all friends and um and this, it, this it's a really weird bizarre culture that we have here uh and nothing's really taken personal um and you know you'd ask me a comment about doom it's like oh are you 
are you and Doom are rivals? I'm like, no, God, no. Um, not the least I'm aware of. <laughs> but we can we, we can tease each other. We can torment each other. We can say mean things. But we're all mates at the end of the day. Yeah. And um, it's never taken personally. So when, when we see somebody who um, is struggling, who has a tough time, whether we know them or not, you know, we will ask, are you okay? What can we do to help? Is there something that we, we might be able to uh, lend assistance to? And I think it's that culture of mateship. Um, is it, is it, and, and so this is part of, I mean, a big part of AOS coach is really the Australian, I don't want to say the Australian brand, but just like uh, you're, you're really a, a great soundboard for, for all the Australian events. You're, you're always plugging. It doesn't matter if it's your tournament or, or Clint's or any, you're just come play games in Australia. And that's, and that's part of maybe that factors into that. Yeah. Like it's that, that camaraderie. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, so I, I had the pleasure and the fortune of playing on the Warhammer television stream at blood and glory in 2017. I think it was. Um, and that was, I was the second Australian at the time to have played on the stream ever. So Travis, um, had played and he didn't win. So the pressure was on me to play and I, I was very lucky to win, but, um, I remember having that moment where I'm like, there's not a lot of people who are going to have the opportunity, one, to play overseas Warhammer, two, to be able to play on a, on a live stream. And you know, the voice of Australia is great, but all we hear about is America and we hear about the UK. So I know one of the reasons that I wanted to create the AOS Coach um, was to highlight um, our wonderful community. And instead of branding myself as the star player, um, at the time, I was a master's level player. I was going, I was playing once or twice a week. You know, I was really you know, doing a lot, a lot of cool stuff competitively. Um, I wanted to step back and 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 be more of a, co a coach, a support role, a, a trainer, a friend, um, and highlight the other star players and the people who really know their 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 world. So, um, thus, that persona was created. Not to say that I know everything and I'm going to coach you. But I'm here to support and help, and um, and and that kind of pulled me back a little bit from being that um, maybe salty, maybe super focused competitively, win at all costs um, uh, characteristics that I was picking up picking up as I strived for that 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 masters trophy, that you know tournament winning trophy. Man, I I could do two hours just talking to you about this. Uh, I think. I mean, but that's, it's almost like you're a personification of, of what I think makes Age of Sigmar great, is it's that, like, yeah, the competitive spirit is there, because it, it, it helps us, like, competition for competition's sake is almost, like, wholesome, if you ask me. You know, we used to have to, like, fight to live and fight to survive, um, and now we get to, like, play silly games and still, like, stress those parts of our, our weird brain, you know, the, the lizard brain and stuff. But it's more wholesome than that. So there's that competitive element. But then you dial it back a notch. You know, what's nice about competition is you strive, you get better, you help, you push each other to get better, you're as good as your competition. So, so you got that piece of, of pushing and helping. But then you dial it back just a notch to be a friend and, 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 and just, just help, help people. And, and from, you come at it from the Age of Sigmar perspective, which is already a, just a totally unique community. Uh, it blows my mind how many friends I've made just in like about a, you know, a year, a year and a half now out of my LGS, you know, that, that taking that step out the LGS is, 
kind of scary. It's intimidating. You think you're going to go to an event and you're going to run into these just crush you on TV players, right? Um, mm. But no, you're going to run into uh, you're going to run into the coach. You know, you're going to run into uh, me. I'm an asshole. I, I will destroy you and I'll make you feel bad in the moment. Uh, yeah. But but no, but, but no and, and then it's just and then you're going to make you're going to make friends that that actually genuinely care. You know, when you throw out just like one tweet about just the dissonance you feel about a story getting rejected. I mean, then that's what it was. Is like, I had been like, I had the story rejected. I'm just like, what the fuck is going on? You know? And, and then to be able to, to connect to people. Cause you, you, you connect with age of Sigmar, you go, okay, we've got this thing in common. And then you discover you've got just being people wrestling, yeah. wrestling, wrestling. Yeah. music. Yeah. Yeah. And as soon as you find, you have those, those next layers, you've made life, you've made suddenly lifelong friends in this community. And I think that's, that's what it's about. That's why this is this is what it is. That's why I podcast about this instead of D and D. Even though I'm a way bigger expert on Dungeons and Dragons, you could ask me a rule from the book and I could tell you the page. Uh, don't do it on chat right now. I've had a few, but it's just uh, it's amazing to me. Uh, the so I, I, don't, I don't know if Paul Grixty's still in the chat. I know he's uh, uh, he he put up one of the last comments. You're um, a champion, but. Yeah, no, but, no, but Paul, Paul's a part of my games club. He's a Swifthawk player. And there's a, a running joke in my group that um, that when my salty or my competitive side really comes out, I've become the black coach. Um, not referring to uh, not referring to like an African, you know, or... No, no, I was thinking the black coach from Legions of Nagash. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and it come from Deku, Deku's... Um, one of my oldest and dearest friends, um, we played Warhammer back from 4th edition, and he's always been death from day one. We did a faction-focused death. Um, he runs a lot of death groups on Facebook, but uh, he called is, me up because he's a very hobby, hobby narrative hang person. On, hang on, is he the one that actually runs the GA death chat? Because it's the only really... Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and he did faction-focused death, if you've watched my stream. Um, I, I did a video about a month ago with Clint and Deke. I'll, I'll um, need to talk to him because his Facebook group, I, there was a time, and God, this is a rabbit hole, but um, there was a time when uh, the, the reason I won my, my sports trophy is because there was a thread started on TGA, why are death the most unsportsmanlike players in Age of Sigmar? Over, like, a year and a half ago. You probably find it in the archives. It's probably about... Yeah, I've, I've seen it. I remember seeing it. I was playing Knight at the time. And I'm just like, and I'm just like, you motherfucker. Like, you know, like, we're just, someone just says that. And I'm just like, what makes us any less sporting? Nate Gash wasn't even, he wasn't LON Nagash yet. You know, AOS mm. 2.0 wasn't out yet. Like, it wasn't, there weren't malign sorcery, the spell portal. None of that shit had happened yet. And somebody's just like, why are you the most unsporting faction? And I'm just like, we're not. But then you, I went to the GA death on Facebook and it was a meme. And we all just kind of became... 80s comic book villain villains talking to each other and just like reveling in this like this fake persona of like being evil but like actually being really great people and so like that 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 death forum is is awesome on um, ga death on on facebook is is the only group i still no no i boc on facebook i also hang out in some and Apparently, I'm a moderator on OCR Bone Reapers on accident, but there you go. <laughs> but, so, so Deku yeah, so, so, is any, very any... passionate. He, he's a hobby legend. He's um, you know, he's narrative first. He's uh, very passionate about his approach. But him and I went to primary school. We we went to school from about 
uh, year five. So about, about 10 years old, nine years old. Um, I got him into Warhammer um, a little bit later on and um, we've known each other for 20, 25 years. Um, probably getting close to 30 years. Um, so yeah, we, we've got a really good relationship and um, he he's always the one that reins me in to getting too competitive. Um, yeah. Cause he, yeah. cause he comes from a very narrative um, he's, he's already submitted his list for Sydney GT and he's written, um, two to five pages of story. He's actually donating two tables worth of terrain, but they are specifically about Castinia, um, his piece of the mortal realms, which is very much about the old world. Um, you know, that whole f- spooky forest of the, of the, of the, the Von Karsteins, but he's, he, he's actually donated two tables worth of terrain to play on the event, which is based in, in this realm. So He's very narrative, and well, that's, yeah, that's that's actually one thing the city's book did is they mentioned these these shards of the old world being on on the on the uh, in the mortal realms, which is pretty sweet. And Warcry also kind of reinforced that as like there's these, pardon me, there's these like fragments of the old world that are like left around the mortal realms, which is really really cool. Um, no, that that's awesome, and uh, I also have uh, like Nega Mephisto is what I call him. Is like I've got the. I've got the darker half too. Um, I've probably got two darker halves because I've got like competitive Mephisto, and he's a true monster when he comes out. I've like I've stared into the face this guy. Uh, so in so uh, I actually used to make real and actual money at tournaments. So like I have that gear in my brain. Okay, like I've been paid to play uh, video games and card games in my life, uh, and so I have that gear. I'm capable of it. And he's in there somewhere. He hasn't fully come out in Age of Sigmar. And uh, uh, Brendan, uh, in, in in our local scene, as he jokes that I'm Two-Face, is like, that that other part of me is just, like, the, we're, I'm going to flip the coin one day, and then that just, that truly marred, evil side of me is going to come out, but I've been playing the, like, the other side. Um, and I, it's in there. And so I, I understand that, like, having that thing... But then at the end of the day, like, the community is what keeps me in check. You know, it's, it's, my best games aren't, aren't necessarily the ones I've won. They're the ones I've connected with the person I'm playing, if that makes sense. If I've connected with the the person I'm playing. Like, I, I love grudges. I love them. I would, if you told me there was such a thing as a grudge match in competitive MTG or Street Fighter, I would vomit blood because I would know that your friends are gaming the system by grudging someone to get a, like, an easy win in the first round, you know? But in Age of Sigmar, it's not about that. I grudge somebody to set the tone for the weekend, you know? Yeah. Well, well as, jo- as Joel, um, if he's still in the chat um, from, from Measured Gaming, um, shout out to Bush Radio. He does an awesome podcast with his crew. Um but he had mentioned and he, he said, you know, I don't have grudges because I don't believe in Australia. Anyone really has a grudge with any other player. Um, what we call them are, are play dates. We call them play dates. And, and that's because uh, at least in Australia, it's such a, uh, a vast land. We only may see each other once, twice, three times a year. Uh, which is why CanCon is such a celebration with, you know, some of the biggest Age of Sigma players uh, all coming together. So it's a good opportunity to go, look, I haven't seen you in, in months. Let's have a game. Um, and it's it's very, very, very rarely grudge. Maybe 
Like, no, you know what? It's not even really a grudge. It, it's obviously the language we use. It's an excuse to play. Date. Yeah, it's an excuse it's to a, play. It's an excuse to play. And it's, a, it's someone that, you know, if I come over to Midwest Meltdown and I haven't played, um, I don't know, Halo Twitch, and I'm like, I want to play you. I'm, I've traveled overseas. I'm not going to wait for the luck of the draw. I want to play somebody in particular. It's not about an easy win. It's not about, you know, um, asserting dominance. It's about yeah. having a game that um, and, and scheduling it. Yeah, no, no, I get it. I've actually commented on how, like, grudge matches shouldn't be called grudge matches because they are not grudges at all. I have never grudged or been grudged by somebody that I'm not kind of already friends with or, like, um, I, or, like, it's like a, like a handshake even. Like, because I did, uh, Ty and I grudged at, at, uh, at, God, I, I forget. It was a Midwest Meltdown tie. And it's like, you're in my circle of friends and we've never played each other. And it's like, but you're the other GM for the D&D groups we know. And I'm like, let's have a fucking DM off. You know, like, let's have the DM's face. And I won, by the way. So Actually, there is one grudge that I've actually seen that was a grudge. And I'm glad that it happened. Uh, it was actually with my co-host, um, Liam. Um, he'd, he'd been talking some This is the Edge fan. Shit. This is the Edge fan, right? Yeah. No, no, no. That's that's Hayden. That's the elf. That's bro. okay. Elf um, bros. Okay. But my co-host Liam, um, before he got uh, quote unquote coached, um, some people have called him. Um, he's a little wild, salty child, um, and he was talking a lot of shit on his own podcast, and maybe wasn't as self-aware as he is today. Oh, um, this is this is where the, the heel thing comes from. He, he's this mentioned is where like, the, he, this is where he's the villain. Uh, and the villain. He talks yeah. a lot of shit, and um, and uh, he had a play date that he backed out of. Um, and, uh, the, a Twitter war or a, a podcast war happened and, um, eventually a grudge actually had to happen and, um, and he went through with it. And I think, um, uh, the wounds have been healed. So otherwise, um, 99.99999% are not real grudges. No, I see that, that, that actually brings up the real point for the whole podcast tonight is I want to see walk-up music. I want to see entrance music for grudge matches and or top tables. If you're the feature table, and and Rob, I know you're watching right now because you love Skaven, and we're supposed to talk about how much you love Skaven tonight. Um, oh, that's right, we're meant to say that. Yeah. Rob and his Skaven, God love him. Which Rob are we talking about, by the way? Symes, I believe. It's uh, a... I, just saw, I just saw the tweet, and it was just like, t- say Rob loves Skaven. Yeah, Rob uh, loves uh, Skaven. Yeah, uh, because he's got a Patreon uh tier where if you hit the tier or whatever he can't talk shit about a certain army for a month uh... <laughs> it's good marketing it's good branding man come on that's good it's very good branding. it's very good stuff um yeah so like he, he loves skaven right now um and so you can pay for his affection how often is that actually correct in life you could actually buy his affection for an army for one month at a time. Uh, anyway, so he loves Skaven. But no, I, I think, Rob, you're watching right now because you love Skaven. Uh, we need we need you to step up your production game at your good coverage tournaments and events and have entrances. For, for... This, is, this is like, this is, you know, taking you from good to great. Like, clearly, you know, you're not you're, doing, you're you know, you're yeah, average kind of streamer. You're not doing as well as you probably could be. Yeah. And to unlock your potential... Uh, we need to start having uh, Titan Tron videos. We need entrance music. Yes. Uh, potentially pyro. Yeah. I know we, uh, we play a lot inside, but at least a smoke machine. At least I mean, a... wrestling's at in, inside. They, they they can do pyro. Yeah, uh, but we're in, I had py- I, we're I rented in, like a wrestler. We're in hotels and the ceilings are lower. But 
but like maybe you could do like a like a little sparklers like have people waving sparklers or like have like f the fountains you know i think we could put I, those t put, put those tournament assistants to work with sparklers and ice and you know dry ice and things ag absolutely have walk-up music for the players when they come up to the table have them cut promos yeah. between the rounds when they know their matchup I, al I almost actually uh so seth cook uh the goon boss um had gave me a really good idea for sydney gt that i had to scrap at the end uh, which was going to be cutting a probe. I was going to uh, reward people tournament points for uh, doing a 30 second to one minute kind of uh, trash talk or, you know, a hype of why they're going to win the tournament. Um, and I think there's a lot of drama that we can leverage from the wrestling world. Um, maybe a future, future opportunity. Yeah. 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 Well, and, 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 and you can make that work by having a prop table and stuff like that. And the other way you do it is your tournament points have extra other tournament points on a spectrum of things that other people can get. So maybe you can't write well, but you can get up there and pretend to be Macho Man Randy Savage, you know? And, like, you just you just have, like, you know, if it's if you're, you're ancillary or your extra tournament points, you can get out of 25, have 30 of them that you can get another way. You know what I'm saying? Like, have... Yeah, love it. Don't f forget the display board. Just uh, talks shit on the internet. Yes, yes, yes. Just so you can make up for the fact that you didn't bring a tournament a display board because you had to fucking fly six hours yeah. and like who the fuck's gonna just bring a goddamn display board in their check lock you're not gonna do it i, so, I hey i did i brought one to america <laughs> you you lie you said you had somebody said they, they had one no no no, 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 no i brought no. one no, I, oh no, no you had the, no, the no. little the collapsible uh old uh yeah i had a, I had a, a, a four one by ones yeah yeah um, yeah um yeah uh um moho joe's like um he wants it he wants um i'm an ass man so uh mr ass uh billy yeah. guns music. billy gun yeah yeah see see i mean my tune is uh so like i'm actually uh more of, uh, we've talked enough you know that I'm, I'm on the like grunge 90s rock that's like my main but that's like my main point of interest and then i have gone way outside since you know smashing pumpkins were my favorite band growing up tool became it a little bit and you know we've gone from there uh but I think I want the beautiful people by Marilyn Manson. <laughs> oh, it's good, good stuff. It's good stuff. That's awesome entry music. Triumph by Wu Tang Clan. No, oh, oh man, if you haven't, nah. no, okay, all right. <laughs> I mean, it's either that or wherever I may roam by Metallica. What? Banana, by the way, I've got like banana. I've got four minutes left before I've got to get onto a real. No, working. no, we're, I think we're good to close out here. <laughs> I think what we've talked entrance music. We've gone a little. Uh, we've gone a little deep on the emotional side. Thanks for joining me, man. No, it was it was great. Thanks for talking a lot of smack and shit. And the chat was great. Chat was um, amazing tonight. Thank you all. No, I'll not. give you. I'll, I'll I'll give you a, a a channel exclusive as well. So not only are we giving away those two bottles of Doom Water, so okay. um, proof tested. Uh, uh, Tools talking wrestling, Tristan. No, we're wrapping up. Um, but uh, the channel exclusive for you, my friend, is that um, I finally got my ass off into gear and I have set up a podcast. So I'm going to start ripping down the Down Under Sigma streams and make them into podcast form. Um, they'll be being uploaded over the next coming days onto Pod uh, Podbean. I'll still need to submit stuff to, to iTunes to get it uh, uploaded, but... Um, look out for for that if you prefer audio uh maybe you want to work out well sometimes um, you got to be at a gym you know you, you need the headphones in. yeah 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 um any anyone else you want to shout out 
I mean, self-promote as much as you want, shamelessly. It's not even shameless here. There, we have no shame in the rant cast. All right, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use my last couple of minutes to do the, the shout. So uh, if you are watching this from overseas and you're not from Australia, I would highly recommend the following content creators to check out. They do great work. They all a range of different things. Um, so I've mentioned Measured Gaming before. Those guys have a podcast called Bush Radio. Definitely highly check that out. Um, Heralds of War put out an amazing podcast. They are the voice of Australia uh, and they run CanCon, which is Australia's largest event. Um, you've got the guys like the Dwellers Below, Mortally Wounded, who are putting out great content as well. Um, if you like a bit of a laugh, um, The Failed Charge is also worthwhile from a podcast point of view. Um, who else is out there? You've obviously got Doom and Darkness, a uh, wonderful YouTube Don't channel. Don't shout out Doom. I am shouting out Doom. <laughs> If right. nothing more, just go into his channel, watch the one that uh, I featured on uh, a few times. I think it was Rantcast 3. Just just get in there, comment on that. Don't sub him. Don't, notifi- don't get notifications. Just just uh, like, just maybe, I don't know, throw shade go- at Doom. Yeah, just go in there and like just throw, just show up in, in Doom's content just to like talk about how Coach is better. <laughs> yeah, just yeah, do that. Get into Doom's cast. Say that, uh, that, that Coach is better. We want more Doom. More coach. So, no, that was a proverbial slip. Um, who else? There's so many guys like Creaky Gamers, Shadowhammer, um, putting out great bat reps as well. Like, check out some of these guys. Um, we do really good stuff, and um, and obviously, if you if you want to hear more of my voice, um, AOS you Coach do. on YouTube, and you do AOS Coach on YouTube, and then if there are just two tournaments in Australia, like the two must go to. Obviously, there's CanCon, but maybe there's two others. Yeah. <sighs> Well, selflessly, I'll, I'll choose mine. So Sydney GT. Um, currently, this year, it's 110 plays. It's grown from 70 to over 100, and um, we're at 2,500 points. So that happens in two weeks' time. Um, some other big ones that might be worth the time. Uh, we have the Runax um, Team Championship, which is a team of four. Um, you've got you've got guys like Sydney Slaughter, which is a narrative-driven um, custom scenario type event. How many is that? Um, yeah. Does that normally come in at? About 50. 50 is not um, bad if you want to take a vacation yeah. to Australia anyway already. Bush, Bush Bash as well, the Bendigo Boys event. Um, you, you cut Doom out there. The, about, ben- Doom. the Bendigo Boys, you, you cut out there. The Bendigo that. Boys. And, and Doom does um, Saggy T or SAGT, which is um, about 50 players as well. So there's a lot of 50-odd player events around the 50 to 70. Um, but... And it's a, it's it really is a it's a super robust meta. If you've checked the LLV stats, you look at the you look at the the OS meta, and it's it's a really robust. You're gonna get varied games that challenge you from players that that want to play really hard. All right, thanks for tuning in, folks. Thank, um, thanks for having me. Now I'm gonna pretend to go, to do work. Yeah, go pretend to do work. Uh, I'm gonna switch to close out here real quick. Um, and do my thanks own... everybody. Yeah, thanks everyone. Uh, thanks for having me again, Mr. Mephisto. Anytime, man. Anytime. You have an open invitation on the stream. That's some delicious doom water. Mmm, you missed the doom oh, water tastes- drink. Oh, no. Oh, no. He just he just drank the doom water.